Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Victory Drive. Uh, This week, we have on one of my good friends, Jackson Steinberg. Jackson is uh, a sheriff's deputy here in Mitchell County, Iowa. He's a canine cop, dog cop, dog police, dog guy, whatever you want to call it. He's the canine guy, the guy that drives around in the vehicle that says canine on the side. And when you get pulled over by, pulled over by one of them, you get really fucking nervous because you know, if he pulls you out of the car doing a field sobriety and you get a little wild and crazy and he pulls that dog out and you hear woof woof and he bites your fucking dick off, that sucks. So cop dogs always seem to make people nervous, I think, because there's that inherent risk of getting your dick chewed off. Um, I know they don't target dicks, but you never know, all right? The dog could f- feel pretty frisky that night and chomps the wrong side and he puts you down. Next thing you know, you're forced into transition. And that's not fun, I don't think, unless you wanted to, I guess. But uh, not a fun way to do it. Uh, anyways, all jokes aside, Jackson, great fucking guy. Super open, easy to talk to. Uh, he's very open with a lot of his thoughts. We get into what it's like being a dog cop, all the training that goes into it. What's like being a being a young cop in the area, and uh, how he got into it, and we talk about some other stuff, some drug stuff. We get his opinion on some interesting topics. I think that you guys would really enjoy uh, these these cop episodes. Usually go over pretty well. Uh, I really don't think there's a lot of people out there uh, having honest conversations with good cops and getting that side, the human side of cops out there. Uh, I, it's, it's pretty personal for me because my wife, she's also a deputy. So Jackson is one of her coworkers. Uh, you know, so it's pretty personal for me to get these guys out there and kind of portray themselves as humans. Cause it's easy for us as civilians and, um, walking around to look at cops in a different light and look at them as maybe not being as human because they're in a uniform and they have a little bit of power to, you know, basically what they say go goes. If you are pulled over, just listen to the fucking cops, do what they say. Don't fight on the streets, fight in court kind of deal. Um, but I like getting out there and talking to these, talking to cops, especially good cops. I, you know, I'm not opposed to talking to a bad cop. It just might not be very fun for him. Uh, but I love talking to good cops and kind of show the human side of, I guess the badge, if you will. And, uh, Jackson's a great guy to do it with. 
super good dude loves hunting loves all that good stuff too so easy to talk about there he's a big bird guy obviously being a dog cop he likes dogs so he's naturally more of a bird guy which is fine with me um i have a fun name for him call him bird nerd uh so <laughs> i have a few friends that are bird nerds and uh you know they're still good people i'm more of a big game guy myself and but bird nerds are neat too and he just so happens to be more of a a dog guy and you can't run dogs on deer here in iowa so you can't run dogs on fucking birds so that's what he does a lot of he's got a really cool hunting dog um at home too sounds like the cop dog and his dog dog his hunting dog get along really well as well which is fun to know i always thought maybe cop dogs would be a little more aggressive and didn't get along very well with house dogs and family dogs but sounds like they do great so enough of my rambling about the episode uh we'll get into the partners here real quick mountain ops code victory for 20 percent off you guys hear it every week same code same deal Get yourself some supplements, stop being a fat piece of fucking shit, and get in shape before you go out hunting. It's Being in in better shape makes hunting that much more enjoyable. So if you guys are feeling a little fat, especially after the holidays and all that good stuff, uh, trim down a little bit. Get yourself some Mountain Ops supplements, get your fucking fat ass in the gym, and shed some of them holiday pounds. Or turn turn the holiday pounds into muscle and get stronger, whatever you're into. Uh, also grizzly fucking coolers, best hard side cooler in the game. I don't care what they say. It's now official. I just did a survey across all of America. Everyone is about 95%, um, agrees with me saying that, you know, grizzly coolers, best hard side cooler in the game. Um, obviously none of that's really true besides the fact that they are the best. Uh, I did not do a survey though. I don't have that type of, uh, pull in the survey worlds, but, uh, awesome coolers, great people behind the coolers, great people behind the brand. Um, if you're into, you know, hard side coolers, soft side coolers, or the box pine, they also got some pretty cool apparel. They have this, uh, corduroy hat. I haven't seen corduroy for a long fucking time, but they got this hat that looks like corduroy. So that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, grizzly coolers code WCB 15 or ha ah, fuck. Code WCB for 15% off. Just code WCB for 15% off. Also, Africa, August 26th through September 3rd. Let me know if you want to go, gun or bow. This is almost turning into a rap. Let me know about Africa, guys. Um, I don't know when this episode is going to drop, but we had the Af- Africa clinic on January 27th as well. If you were there, nice to see you. If it hasn't happened yet, then uh, actually, no, this will drop after the clinic. I'm pretty sure. Let me see here. Either way, Africa, uh, the hunt is August 26th through September 3rd. Uh, it's going to be a good fucking time, guys. Uh, I hope to see you all there. Or, I mean, all, you know, probably have room for everyone that listens. Um, so, I'm a dumbass today. Wyoming bear camp. Let's move on to that one. Spots are pretty much full by now. I feel like, uh, might be able to squeeze in one or two people, but we're looking at next year now for Wyoming bear camp, but that's May 27th through the 31st. It's gonna be a good fucking time. Uh, gunner bow as well. Do what you want to shoot them. Big old Bruins. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got here, guys. I'll let you get on the episode. Uh, 
you know, once again, like I'm going to say this every week now, so don't get mad at me, guys. But if you want to leave me a review, a five-star review or something of that equal, um, write a review if you can. Apple Podcasts allows you to. Otherwise, a five-star will do it just fine as well. And I really do appreciate it. Like I said last week and the week before that, it really does help. It helps a lot, you know, um, doing me that solid gets me out there and it just helps the whole brand, uh, just reach other audiences. And it's nice to, you know, I love doing this and I'll do this even if no one's listening because it's a good time, but it's also kind of fun, you know, interacting with you guys and meeting new people this way. So, uh, yeah, I don't know guys, that'd be pretty fucking dope if you did that. Also, if you, you know, think, uh, I'm doing a good job or not, shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, or interact with this post whenever it comes out and all that good stuff. I love hearing from you guys. Love interacting with you. And I hope to see you out there in the trade show circuit this year too. Uh, we got a lot of them coming up, some really fun stuff. So hope you guys enjoy 2024 is off with a bang. Let's fucking go. I got a real high voice. Uh, I was a tenor when I sang. <laughs> <laughs> well, how tall are you? Like 6'4"? Six, 6'3". Six, three. Six, three, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, you you are too, aren't you? I'm 6'2". Wow. Like six, well, 6'1", six, 3 quarter. I'm kind uh, of shrinking now. 260 so. of yoke, though. That's <laughs> yeah. fill the door now. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I actually did weigh my... So I went to the doctor and uh, jumped on the scale. And I was like almost 270, dude. I'm like, God dang. I, granted, I was full. I just ate breakfast yeah. and sent a shit ton of water. So, yeah. I was <laughs> dude, I was I was worse than that. Like the biggest I ever was when I played college football was two ninety, damn two ninety three, and I was getting back up there working. And I was like, this is like you need to change something. So, so I've much. dropped. I'm down like forty total that I've consistently kept off. Mm-hmm. I cannot seem to cut back. I would love to get down to like two thirty, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen that since my freshman year of college. You know, yeah, like, right. And that was two days in college, you oh, know, yeah. so all you're doing is running and yeah, it's a little easier to lose weight than being a dad at home and <laughs> yeah, trying not to eat your, your daughter's food off her plate. She's not finishing, you know? Yeah. Well, you don't want to see it go to waste and then you're, then there's going to be leftovers, too many leftovers in the fridge. Oh, exactly. So you're just like, ah, I just got to yeah. eat it all. <laughs> or it's like, oh, that was leftovers tonight. You right. know what I mean? I don't want to put it back in the fridge, but I don't want to throw it. Luckily, I have dogs that every now and then, like the meat, I can throw to them. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm big on not giving my dogs uh, human food. A, mm-hmm. obviously, the one is goes in the houses, needs to find stuff for us and not be distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? We probably got freaking steaks over here, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, no, like, find the meth. <laughs> yeah. Why are you uh, stuck on the fridge again? I don't yeah, know. Get it. Damn it, dude. Stop sitting by the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, though. 
when they're sitting there staring at you and you're like, hmm. Just uh, one little well, scrap. Yeah, no every deal. now Come and on then. Now. Every now and then ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah. But. All right. So uh, I did already hit record, just so you know. Okay. So, um, Jackson Steinberg, you are a deputy in Mitchell County. Yep. Um, I don't know. You just want to start. Just give us a little background on yourself, like where you grew up and all that good stuff and how you became a white why you became a cop and how you did and all that. Yeah. So I grew up in St. Ansgar, so I'm from Mitchell County originally. Um, I went on, I actually got a degree uh, in business. I don't have a law enforcement degree. I started um, with the law enforcement thing in college, was playing college football. Um, the college I went to did not have a criminal justice program anymore. So then I went on to uh it just like it was like a backup plan. Like, hey, maybe if I don't want to be a cop, um, I can do something with this. So I did business mm. and I did management, and which is I went to a liberal arts school. So you know you're doing all the fun classes, um, African studies or something. Like that. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I think genets. how many ethics classes and psychology and <laughs> sociology. So I had to do all that stuff, which is a lot of the criminal or criminology courses in other schools. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went and played college football for four years. Uh, three of those years are at Morningside over in Sioux City. Okay. Um, that's where majority of my college was spent. Knew I wanted to come become a cop still. It's always kind of like the dream ever since I was young. Hmm. So I finished a semester early. Um, so I overloaded myself throughout college just so I could finish that semester early, knowing I'd have the academy eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Iowa, normally it is once you're hired, they send you. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Mitchell County was applying and I was applying all over the state. Um, I was really looking at going to somewhere bigger to start off, uh, to learn. Like I thought it'd be great, like to get in the stuff. And I actually wanted to go up to Rochester is oh, where no I shit. wanted to go. Yeah. But Minnesota's different than Iowa. Yeah. It's way different. Yeah. So that yeah. you got to do, you know, their college course is how they get in and then you oh. become post certified and then they hire you. Mm-hmm. So after I found that out, after graduating, I kind of backed off of Rochester. I kind of went to uh, just the state of Iowa, uh, put my app in all over, was testing all over. Happened mm-hmm. to be that Mitchell County was hiring. Hmm. Um, what year was that? That was in 2016. 16, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think the apps went in like in January and I was hired in March. Okay. By that time, or I started in March. So it's like a two-month ordeal. And all I literally did, like I moved home from college I was doing like job interviews all over for anything, right? I was living mm-hmm. with mom and dad, moving back <laughs> home, like as a 22 year old kid. Like I was like, I need something. Um, and I actually told my family like, Hey, if I don't get hired here, I think I'm moving back to Sioux city uh, oh, okay. just to go hang out with my buddies for another semester, find a job and work. Mm-hmm. Um, happened to be, I, I got the offer here. Uh, the background is, you know, I know the sheriff. Well, uh, mm-hmm. he was, you know, basically like a second dad to me. So, Oh, yeah, that doesn't hurt. Yeah, it <laughs> helps your, your chances. And I knew some of the guys previously, some um, a little bit like Jeff Hufflin, I knew mm-hmm. prior to getting hired. Um, yeah, Justin, shit. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up getting hired. Um, I've been here ever since. And I remember in my interview, they asked me, like, oh, what's your goal in law enforcement? And my only goal, um, and still really to this day, it's kind of the same, but all I told them was, like, I want to run a canine. Uh, oh, okay. So that was like my only dream. So I always tell people all the time, like I'm living my, my childhood dream right now. Like, uh-huh. you know, I'm a cop. Um, I'm, I'm running a canine as a cop for I don't know, six years now. I think you have had them. 
What made you want to become a cop? Was it uh, Turner Hooch or uh, honestly, a, a cop dog, a dog cop especially? Uh, <laughs> so we had German shepherds growing up my as whole a, life. As a joke, yeah, Turner, yeah. yeah, I got you. <laughs> we had German shepherds growing up my whole okay. life. Um, my dad's a big fan of Andy Griffith. Oh, sick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I, my family's all medical. Most of them are in the medical hmm. field. Really. Um, yeah. Huh. They're okay. like nurses and x-ray techs and my wife's a pharmacist. So like even my, my in-laws are that way. I, I thought about the medical field, but honestly, I probably wasn't smart enough. No, like I, mean, I, I couldn't do college I mean, football. I mean like, that. like, no, you're definitely not smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's hard. Yeah. Like, and, and again, I was doing the college football thing, man. And you yeah. know, once you get the college, like it's a job, you mm-hmm. know, it's not just high school football after school type of thing. You know, it's a completely different. Yeah. Your meetings during the day at workouts and then balancing a schedule for nursing and doing practicals and, and all that, like it probably wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm the typical cliche. Like I do like helping people, you know, it's the kind of the main goal I had when I got in law enforcement and I was kind of related. Like I like to help people that maybe they, they don't want the help, but they need the help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of who we deal with. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of drugs, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Drugs do suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screw drugs, man. Yeah. If you're on them, you should get off. I mean, uh, <laughs> the fun drugs though, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not the ones that destroy your life you yeah. know, and everyone else around Un- you. Unfortunately, but. yeah. Those are the ones we deal with the most are the yeah. life destroyers, but. Well, I mean, around here too, it's like. There's just so much fucking meth around here and stuff. And you see, you know, you see one person, they're completely normal, like growing up, especially. Yeah. And everything's, like, they're fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere down the line, they get wrapped up throwing people and they just get, they, they just completely change. Like, not only does their appearance and stuff change, but it's like their whole personality changes. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah. This is crazy. Their whole lifestyle, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, you see them going from, you know, not all of them grow up in a bad lifestyle. Um, you know, we deal with people who families are great. Their boys mm-hmm. loved them, been there for them. Um, they get hooked on, on dope and they just can't get off. And the people they're associating with, they're using it. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, I, you know, how I look at it is, is for drugs for me, which is kind of the main thing I like. You know, I have a dog. We're in a smaller community. So it's not like I'm going and searching buildings, finding people all the time with them. Um, mm-hmm the main purpose of having them is, is to, is to find drugs and take them off the street. Mm-hmm. I always think of it, you know, the, for the people who want to legalize all these, these drugs is it's the head of the snake, mm-hmm. right? So I would, I would agree to a certain point that for the most part, drugs affect the person using them the most, oh, but for sure, those same people are committing the high crime things, right? So burglaries, I think of around here or sex assaults or, you know, all the really bad ones, they stem around drugs. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I, I, I'm very conflicted with that in my own head. Honestly, you know, I talk to certain people and they're like, yeah, you know, drugs fucking suck and, you know, get them all off the streets, like no mercy kind of thing. Then I talk to other people and they're like, yeah, but you know, they're, should they have, like, we're, we are in America. Should yeah. we have the free, if we're free people, should we have the freedom to put what we want in our body, what mm-hmm. good or bad? You know, it's like, then I see that side. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's true. And then there's the other side where it's like, if you legalize at least certain drugs, would that not take it off the black market and make it a little bit 
as safe as it can be, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Maybe have more education around it. I don't know. I see all sides of it. Yeah, no, and no, I agree. It's, it's a tough. Uh, and I think I think most of us can can at least think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I say I'm in a younger generation growing up. You know, want to talk like marijuana use. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my buddies did it. They're not bad people. They yeah. have great lives. Um, yeah. and it's legal all around. Yeah, us, it's legal dude. all around us. My thing on, on the marijuana use is, you know, we see people using the other stuff, using it as well. Sure. Um, and a lot of things I don't like to hear about is, oh, it's the miracle drug. You know, cures this is why I'm on it. Or yeah, it's yeah. definitely. I mean, it's not a miracle drug, but it is definitely a drug that can. It's one of the rare drugs that can be used um, properly. It's not uh, really. It's not in itself. It's not an addictive drug, right? But yeah, you're right though. It does for some people. It does lead them down. Like okay, well that was fun. How much more fun can I have? Yeah, right. You know, well, I, I think it's like a so. Gateway I, drug type situation, but you know, with our youth, I just stopped a, a younger kid who has using marijuana, and he, again, he's a, he's a juvenile, so he shouldn't be using anything, right? I right. Mean, yeah. That's why we have you know nicotine laws and we have yep. alcohol laws. But his excuse to me was, "Oh, I hurt my knee in wrestling." It's like no. okay. I'm like, dude, you can tell me whatever you want, but let's just be man to man. I was like, I, I like nicotine because I like the way it makes me feel. Yep. I'm assuming you like marijuana because you like the feeling of being high. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just what it is. You oh. know, I'm not bashing you or, or judging you, but I just don't like to hear an excuse about why why I'm using oh this 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 and this and mm-hmm. ibuprofen won't work or Tylenol won't work. You know, it seems to be that's what we run into on the street. Yeah, um, I think with me personally about marijuana, it's like I have a lot of friends that live in states that it's legal and mm-hmm. being a veteran and stuff like they're like dude it, it got me off of antidepressants got me off of the ssris yeah. got me off all of these other pharmaceuticals that had such harsh like compounding side effects that they had to take more pharmaceuticals to combat those yeah, side effects right, so right. next thing you know they're taking a handful of pills just to feel not themselves as yeah. well but it does help keep things at bay but yeah. it turns them into a different person as well yeah. and they're like i started smoking a little bit of weed at night mm-hmm. or like you know and it just fucking i got off all of it and it helped me mentally a lot i can see that like that's where i kind of have my uh soft spot especially sure. for that kind of stuff oh, and, and i would definitely agree with that and if there is you know that um you know, the medical marijuana side of it, you know, where the mm-hmm. THC levels aren't there. So you're really just not getting high off it. Right. So like the CBD. It, type yeah. Situation. Right. Yeah, so if, that, if there's yeah. something like that, uh, I think that's intriguing to me. Um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing more studies done on it. You yeah. Know, now there's enough States with it legalized mm-hmm. if they can and put out the information, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, Hey, this is what we're seeing. This is what it helps with. And I'd like to see all the information because a lot of these States that legalized it, they don't want to be wrong either. Yeah, you know? Right. So I want to yeah. see the good, the right. bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Uh, get a, like, good studies coming out being like, yeah, yeah, you know what it did. Um, like certain, I don't know, like crimes, maybe they raised or maybe they didn't, maybe yeah. they decreased. I don't mm-hmm. know. It'd be nice to see all the well, studies. Crimes no and what, and so. does it truly have a health benefit? Right. Can mm-hmm. we, can we help our veterans who are coming back with PTSD and, and help with that? That'd be great mm-hmm. to know. Cause honestly, I'd be all for it. I think, <laughs> you know? yeah. I, mean, I think that has been pretty well proven now where it does have, um, for some people it does have like really good effects like mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff, especially. Yeah. I think that is fairly well proven, but on the flip side, just like anything, anything else you put in your body, there is a downside. And like some people are, um, a, they have like psych- psychotic breaks yep. and that amplifies it. Mm-hmm. It makes them way worse, you know? Yeah. So it's like, 
Well, just like, I mean, just, like we're taught as like one in seven, if they're recreational users prior to the age of 18, like they become um, schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a huge concern with me. Sure. Um, yeah. More because, you know, unfortunately we have to deal with those subjects and, and I don't think we're the answer for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think law enforcement should be the, the cure for the mental health thing. Unfortunately, oh, no. we get it thrown on our plate to go deal with them. Just like anyone who's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, that concerns me. I would like to see the studies behind that. You know, is that what's causing so much mental health in our, our youth or, you know, yeah. I, I just don't know, well, you know, I, I, and like you said, the, the youth thing, like before 18, like, no, right. right. You sh- your life shouldn't be, oh, I mean, some people, their life is pretty fucked up, but yeah. it shouldn't be that rough where you're getting like, you're needing, feeling the need to get high to, um, to help with certain things, you know, the young thing like that, your brain's not developed. Right. Like, we all know that like, your yep. brain's not developed and you start in- introducing drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. can screw you up. Yeah. You know? I mean, I started drinking pretty young, but it's like, you probably shouldn't have, you I know? Mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, there's one thing it's like, but marijuana is a different situation where it, it does have a pretty profound effect on people that are younger. I think it's a pretty well established, um, I guess study as well, where yeah. if you're the younger you are and you start smoking weed, the worse off you are Yeah, you know, right. for in sure. the long term, Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That, and, that's just, you know, one thing we run into yeah. at work, um, obviously. I, I'm glad you brought it up, though, because that is but, an interesting topic that I, because literally, like, Minnesota legalized it, mm-hmm. Illinois is legal, Missouri's not, though, are they? No, I, I don't think they are. They might be one and of the it's hard, ones Honestly, it's hard to keep up with what ones are, are recreational legal, yeah. what ones are medical legal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I was just in Tennessee um, yesterday. And it's legal there. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I'm like, Tennessee? What? Yeah. I, oh, okay. When we were down in Nashville last time, yeah, they were yeah. all over. Oh, like, yeah. Right in the gas station. Yeah. Like, oh, no shit. Look at that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Like, hmm. Oh, that's pretty stinky. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the one uh, for people that are, the, the people that are anti-drug when you talk, start talking like legalizing all drugs in order to, because then when people, the people that are pro-legalizing all drugs, they always cite like the the prohibition. Like, yeah. well, we tried making alcohol illegal. Right. And look what happened. Yeah. Like, mobs started popping up all over the place. Organized yeah. crime went through the roof because it's such a such a demand for an illegal product <laughs> in America. So there's like, ah, we can't keep up with the crime. So let's just let's just make it legal again. Well, and like again, I go back to training, and I don't know the numbers exactly off the top of my head. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, we can stop the cartel from bringing in marijuana. I was like, could we? It's a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry for them. They'll find something else. Yeah. Did Toyota when they came in? Chevy, Dodge, and Ford didn't stop making vehicles, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they're like, oh man, Toyota's here. Like I'm not going to send my cars to America because mm-hmm. we have Toyota and that's a great car. We're going to send it there. Like no, everyone has a preference, and mm-hmm. there's going to be something new in it, right? There's new strains or that's... what people like. I mean, for, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's just a long. It's a. Uh, you can go into just the use of marijuana itself, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for over and over. Um, but unfortunately for me, it's easy enough. Hey, it's illegal in the state of Iowa where yep. I work. Uh, if I find you with it, yeah, there's potentially go to jail. Yeah. Right? And, and that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, and I got a dog that finds it. So yeah. it's pretty fun when finding them with him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that is for me personally, I, I do believe that that should be a, it shouldn't be illegal federally. I don't think anything should be illegal federally besides like things that blatantly break the constitution. Mm-hmm. So that's one, one thing I like about like the state by state. Cause it's like, 
at this point, we've kind of realized with each all these other states making it legal, it's like if you want to make it legal in your state, then your legislators can. And right. They're not going to have any real repercussions from the federal government yeah. for doing it. But it's like if you're if you want your state to be legal so bad, then you got to vote in the people that you that are wanting to make it legal, or you can move to their states that already have it legal right. everywhere. It's like so. I, that's that's why I tell I'm people like, all I, the time. I don't really care if it's legal or not, or you know. But yeah. it's like, the, obviously, the people in Iowa don't want it legal. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> well, like if I if I pull someone over and they're say they have marijuana, that you hear it all the time, right? Well, it's it's legal almost everywhere. Well, it's almost yeah. everywhere but here, right? Yeah. And yeah. and those places, man, if if it's that big a part of your life, like they have jobs there, mm-hmm. they have yep. communities you can move into and it's mm-hmm. legal and you can go have your fun there. But unfortunately here, man, it's not. Yeah. And, and you can tell me how it's basically legal all over, but where you're sitting right now, where I'm working at, it's not mm-hmm. legal. Well, just like with guns too, yeah. you know, like guns are very loose in Iowa, Yeah, but go to fucking Illinois. That's a yeah. felony brother. Yeah. Like you're done. No, I so. know. Yeah. Well, my wife's from South Dakota too. So like I always joke, like well, most of the states are, I go to are, are pretty gun friendly, except yeah. you got to go through Minnesota, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like, oh well, man, don't get picked up in Minnesota for speeding, or you know. And she takes oh, yeah. my truck, I, and she ended up getting all of her permits just because of marrying me. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, if you take one of my rigs, yeah, there's more than likely a, a minimum one, mm-hmm. you know, if not multiple. Um, oh yeah, I mean, there's and, been lots of times too where I, because I always have, you know, I'm I carry all over the place. Yeah, it's like I feel, I feel like when if you're a responsible gun owner and you're trained, you have almost have a duty to carry everywhere yep. just because, you know, I fully agree. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. So I carry all over the place. And there's been times where I pop into Minnesota. I'm like, fuck, I got to fucking unload this thing and put yeah. it over here. And hopefully whoever pulls me over, if I get pulled over, they understand. And yeah, no, I, you know, and try to get it away from me. And it might not be fully like legal. At the time, cause I think it needs to be cased and locked and all that stuff in Minnesota yeah. or something like that. But it's like, Gosh, over, I don't know. So I just go to speed limit and get back in Iowa, dude. You know, like, <laughs> I'm gonna get back home. Yeah, yeah. go home. It sucks. You know, like as cops, there's there's tons of different personalities, and and you do hope you run into that one that you know. I like to consider myself pretty lenient. You know, I can kind of mm-hmm. sympathize with everybody. Um, man, if I run into a guy, say in that situation, it's like, hey, we have a guy who's who's trained more than ninety five to ninety nine percent of our population, mm-hmm. like. You'll be just fine, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> move, move along. You know, yeah. I have more important stuff to do besides right. mess with that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the, the the gun law, especially now in Iowa, it's hey, are you a prohibited person and not supposed mm-hmm. to have that firearm? Um, well, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, man, and that, that's actually one of the questions I want to ask you about, like felons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, my personal, I'm a very, I'm a very staunch pro to a guy. Like I'm very against pretty much all gun laws mm-hmm. and especially how they're written and stuff. Cause that's just who I am. And that's how I, I don't know. It's hard. I don't think I'm ever really going to break from that. But when it comes to like felonies and felons owning guns, and I mean, I feel like if you, you know, rape someone or beat your wife or do all these other, all this other crazy shit. It's like you kind of forfeit your rights. Dude. Yeah. Like you kind right. of do you, you've proven that you're not like a responsible a, a human being, person, you know, probably. it's like, yeah, you right. probably shouldn't have guns. That's, yeah. that's where I kind of go with like, I draw the line is like that, but guys that have like a drug charge in a state that's really hard on drugs, mm-hmm. let's say, and they become a felon for something like that. And it's like, you know, 
12, 15 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I made a mistake a long time mm-hmm. ago. You know, I had a friend in my car and he had some cocaine on him. It's my car. And that state's like driver of the vehicle. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like with those guys, I try to listen to him. Like, man, you know, that does blow. Yeah. Like, you yeah. basically don't have any rights now because of one mistake you made when you're 19. You yeah. Know? But, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're asking, do you think they should ever get the rights back? Or do I think they should ever get the rights back? Yeah. Well, yeah. just dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Go with it what you want. <laughs> you, you know, I ha- I haven't ever ran into that person yet that's in that situation. Mm-hmm. Most of the times I've run into um, felons with firearms. Mm-hmm. They're still doing the illegal activity. Sure. Right. So it's pretty easy for me to enforce all gun laws at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and on top of that, the felons that are cleaning up their act. They're not going to do yeah, that. So you're right. not going to catch them with yeah. guns because they know it's against the law. <laughs> yeah, so. well, yeah. You hope. I yeah. mean, I, I think the argument is there for like in your home, right? Sure. So, Hey, yeah. can I have a way to protect myself and my family? Um, I did make that mistake, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I, how do I protect myself? Like every other person can there. I think you have a little better argument. Mm-hmm. Um, the rights to carry it with you, man, I just feel like we got to draw the line somewhere a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Um, that's why I like good guys like me and you carry mm-hmm. and, and, you know, first and foremost, you know, I tell my wife this all the time, but like if it's me and her out or my, me and my family, I know I'm a, I'm a cop, but that my first objective is as a husband and father, sure. right? It, it, that gun's there to protect us mm-hmm. and get us somewhere safe. I'll go back once they're safe and I'll, I'll do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that gun is, uh, it's my right to protect my family at that time, first and foremost. Mm-hmm, and then, and then once again, you get them in a vehicle or whatever the situation may be, you know, they're safe. And then it's, unless I have to, right. Unless it's like, Hey, now they're in the way from, from mm-hmm. me getting somewhere or my family getting somewhere. Um, and, and what sticks in my mind when the Academy get told the story off duty officer, I think it's a McDonald's, but at a fast food restaurant, right? He's with his daughter and guy comes in the arm, arm robbery, pulls the gun. He draws his gun, announces who he's in. Boom, boom. Guy turns and shoots and he goes, oh, I'm not hit. Well, yeah, his daughter was. So oh, shit. that story sticks in my mind so much of, you know, when I'm carrying what, what's my primary objective, mm. you know, at that moment, you know, get my family safety. And I want to get back to my truck to be honest. Cause I got more stuff in there to mm-hmm. help me out than, than probably what I'm just carrying. Right. You know, as far as capacity and yeah. yeah. Do you have, so do you, are, do you have like a go bag in your I, vehicle and stuff at all times? Kind of not thing? all times now. Okay. I got two small kids now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Space True. is, <laughs> space is a little limited in a truck. But, um, right. Yeah. I got more firepower in the truck if, oh, yeah. if I need to. So I, you get I, them Ram boxes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I got a topper. Uh, oh yeah. There you go. Then, Again, for the most part, I you know I travel around here. And, you know, I don't. Yeah. If I go other places, you know, I, I grab a, a few different things. Mm-hmm. But normally, if it's just like the day to day, you know, I got stuff that identifies me, and, and if it's just me, you know, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, I don't carry extra body armor yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the on the list. But, yeah. Um, there's a few other list items. I'm sure every, every, yeah, <laughs> every there's guy probably has the same list, oh, right? Yeah, um, I'm sure it's pretty similar. Yeah, at least. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. I, I get pretty, I get pretty relaxed in my carrying around OSA just cause I feel it's a pretty safe community around yeah. here. Like we do have some shit bags, but it's, 
overall, it's not too bad. But whenever I go out like, outside of Osage, especially like Mason, Mason. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the number one around here. It's right? me, Chicago now, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's rough place, man. Um, it's getting rough. Getting called out there quite a bit, and as of lately, you know, just just helping out and. Mm. Um, you guys will go out there and yeah yeah assist. they get with the dog a lot you know, oh I, being true. I have the dog i go a lot of places and yeah i i, I like to say i'm i'm lax i I'm, you're probably similar to me you know typical law enforcement gun guy i want to see the exits i want to see everyone coming mm-hmm. in the room i want you know i want my back to the wall so i know where i'm at and mm-hmm. um it's it's easy to get relaxed right i yeah. mean i think about that at work too you know, we can have such slow nights and all of a sudden you're in it, Yeah, <laughs> you right. know? So you, you just never know. And yeah, I'm a big proponent for having good people carry. Yeah. It just, statistically, it's the right thing to do, right? I think so. Response time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're calling, calling us and, and we're on the other side of county mm-hmm. and, and you got to defend yourself, whatever it's in a, you're walking around or you're working or you're at home or whatever the case may be, like mm-hmm. it takes us a while to get there. Oh yeah. You know? Oh and, yeah. You got to do what you got to do, protect yourself mm-hmm. and your family, right? Yeah. And especially like we were saying, if you're trained and competent, then I do feel like it's like your duty as an American to do that mm-hmm. also. But I mean, also it's like, if you're, if you are like that situation in, was that in Indiana a couple of years ago? You remember that mall shooting that happened in Indiana? Um, is that the one with the kid? Like a four yard chat, that guy? Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was like four out of five shots hit. And I'm like, what? Yeah. At, at 40 yards, that's man. A far shot. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like, that's I hope, awesome. I hope I have something besides my pistol if I'm doing that, to be yeah, honest. You honestly. Know? Yeah. Like, uh, good for that guy. I, I think the big thing too is the, are you competent with your weapon? That's Do you know, thing. you know it. And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, my wife has her permit to carry. She doesn't carry, right? Cause she, she knows she doesn't put the time in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, obviously now like i said we have young kids um she's a typical mom but Mm -hmm. her more is hey i know they're in there if i take you know my truck or whatever the case may be or if we go somewhere Mm -hmm. right if we're on a vehicle together she knows i at least have one on me Um, but yeah if you're competent yeah i feel yeah you gotta you gotta be able to take things in Mm -hmm. your own hands and and godspeed at that point (laughs) you know it's just like i think every guy's worst nightmare is you know in that situation like oh man i should put that extra range day in right yeah i wish i didn't fire my weapon two months ago you know (laughs) and now we're here (laughs) so um and i know yeah i know you put the time in you and your wife shoot Mm -hmm. all the time like i am very pro advocate for for that type of thing Mm -hmm. you know but yeah we we definitely don't need people out there just like they're incompetent and then you're slinging lead at you know, then you just, yeah. then you're doing more harm. Than or you're using a yeah, full metal jacket in your yeah. gun. You don't know there's two type of, types of bullets. Oh yeah. Right. Dude, and I, how many people are you running like that? like that? A lot. Yeah. Actually a lot more than I thought I would yeah. run into. And I see, see some people like, oh yeah, let me see. I'm like, oh geez. Like, this is what you're carrying? They're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, these are full metal jackets. It's like, okay. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Dude? Yeah. Do you know, this is like a target round. Yeah. First of all, it's not so near like, as effective on the enemy. And also it's, um, going to go through, through them, him yeah. and keep and going. Whatever and else. <laughs> yeah. So happen. like a uh, background too, about myself, like my, my, my dad's not a gun guy. My family's not gun. They are pro gun. They're just not, you know, my dad didn't hunt. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. My mom, obviously she really didn't hunt either. Um, 
but they're never against guns. You know, I had guns growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when I got the hunt and I got a 12 gauge for my birthday and mm-hmm. stuff like that, they were never against them. They just, they aren't gun people. Um, Their priori- priorities are elsewhere. Yeah. They, it, so, you know, like my, my brothers and I, um, we all hunt now, you know, I got into it when I was young. Um, actually with the with my boss now but um, him and his son is how, how i got into hunting oh really um yeah and just you know it skyrocketed you know and then the little brother has an interest and he has yeah. a gun so then my you know then my brothers are into it and you know i i don't think they mom i shouldn't take that back i don't know if they carry very often you know mm-hmm. um they're much more of just really just kind of hunters yep. they have all of them the the shoot you know they have ars or mm-hmm. they have pistols and all that but I don't, I don't know if they carry very often or not, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I never really asked them. They all just know I am, I guess, <laughs> probably. They're like, oh, these, oh, I'm in the medical fine. field. If you get a shot, I'll fix your bullet hole. But <laughs> you do your thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll send Jack in there to go yeah. take care of hey, him. We'll Jack, patch him up when he's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a big blocker too. He can, yeah. stay, he can take a lot of bullets for a really yeah. need to, I mean, he gets scraped a few times probably. Good sized shield. Yeah. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's why you need the body armor. Yeah. Your family's going to be uh, hiding behind you. Know, so. I never thought of that. <laughs> I'll tell the wife for Christmas. There you go. <laughs> yep. Um, so this uh, question, I've, I've had this conversation, I just had this conversation earlier. And that's why I wrote it down. But uh, with some friends, muzzle loaders. Mm-hmm. Can felons have muzzle loaders in Iowa? I know it's federally yeah. legal because it's not considered a firearm federally. But in Iowa, you know, every time we run into this, we have to read the code. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is, I don't even know if I want to give the answer cause I'll probably me speak on how the code reads it. But I want to say the last time I ran into it, we did not seize the muzzle orders okay. because of how it's written in the code. It's, it's a- not, and you know, this too, most laws are not black and white. They're very gray. Mm-hmm. And, um, we we don't run into it that often, you know. It's a lot of we run into like like felons with bows, you know. Yeah. Like they're 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 compliant to the mm-hmm. law when we run into them. Yeah, know? and it's like oh they have a crossbow. Like, well, they have a crossbow. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. But I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, they could kill something with that. Yeah, right. you know. But um, but I off the top of my head, man, without reading the actual code, I, I believe in the state of Iowa they can possess them. Okay, but because there's a. I always said, my dad told me this when I was younger, but then I told him that he told me this. He's like, I don't remember saying that. I'm like, hmm, so, uh, maybe I just made it up then, I guess. But yeah. I said, like, uh, bow hunting is for felons. So <laughs> that's, that's what your dad told you? I think so. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> well, did. Like the story behind Someone's that is, dad told you at least, right? <laughs> someone told me that. I, I'm pretty positive my dad and he just doesn't remember. But I do remember asking him if I can like, get into bow hunting when I was younger. I'm like, ah, that looks cool. I was watching yeah. like jury outdoors on outdoor tv and i'm like oh cool that looks badass they're shooting big bucks with these bows yeah. and arrows so i'm like dad can i get that he's like oh bow hunting's for felons i'm like mm, okay mm-hmm. and so no <laughs> don't you uh, th- kind of the jump on the bow hunt thing it, me and my brothers were just talking about this bow hunting has just taken off hasn't it oh, i mean i just huge. feel like everyone does it now mm-hmm. um you know when i got into bow hunting i was in high school same thing um and i got into bow hunting because i never seen big deer so I thought, oh, I'm going to start bow hunting. I always hear, see these people with yeah. bows <laughs> killing big deer, killing right? Big deer. Yeah. yeah. At least if I'm not shooting them, I can look at them, right? Right. So that's why I got into it. And my brothers are way bigger into it than I am. And I'm sure we'll get into it later. But the joke always is, <clears throat> excuse me, with them, 
they do all the work for for bow hunting. I go sit in their stands, and then I'll own the dog and get all the pheasant hunting oh, and yeah. waterfowl spots. Right, so we yep. just kind of swap who puts in the work and for what. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just seems like you know I, I shotgun hunt still. Um. It just seems like not many guys do. It's either late muzzle or they're just bow, mm-hmm. which is great. Um. I love bow hunting, but. Yeah, I just, when I was getting into it too in high school, it, no one really did it. And then I, you know, yeah. went to college, I never really got to with football and all that. Mm-hmm. So I had my little break and then I got back, when I moved back home, I got back bigger into it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when, yeah. I was, when I was younger, it's like, I didn't know really anyone that bow hunted, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's social media or what it is that pop made, probably cam hands, honestly. Probably. Probably that fucking guy. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's pretty cool though. Yeah, I mean, I like I mean, listening to him too. He's like... He's like six years old. And he's still fucking <laughs> running around with a bow, pulling back ninety pounds. Yeah, golly, dude, yeah. nice. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a beast. But, he is a beast. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's probably guys like that, you know. Which is, I think, it's totally fine because it helps propel the sport. You know, yeah. gets people more into it and gets a lot of, I guess, normies to at least look at it and be like, well, I can see how it benefited this guy, and he's like really, you know putting out some good stuff so yeah. i you know I, even if i don't do it i can get behind it kind mm-hmm. of thing so it brings in more people that at least support it and understand which is great but it, the thing that i don't like about a bunch of people bow hunting is that bow hunters take up a lot of space <laughs> yeah it seems like every spot you hunt someone else can right? yeah. and i tell people all the time like the spots i hunt it, it's technically private mm-hmm. but you go ask the landowner like i did and he'll let you sure. on right yep. i mean it's just it is what it is i mean it seems every year we bow hunt and we're like, oh, someone else has a stand in here mm-hmm. too. And, and good for them. You know, it's, I do enjoy bow hunting. I think it's, it's a great sport. Oh, yeah, um, that's awesome. You it know, it's, it's nothing more primal than when you shoot a deer with a bow, <laughs> yeah, though, right? right? Like, I remember that first one, like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. Like, I've never had a big bang, like, nothing super disturbed. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and thankfully, like, I killed it too, you know, I had a good shot on that first right. one. So that definitely helps. Yeah, it <laughs> makes for a better day. Yeah. For sure. I think actually the first one I ever killed with my bow, it was um, laying in the middle of a field. <laughs> like, laying in the field? Laying in the field, yeah. And uh, I went <laughs> in a, snuck in into a fucking a, layout yeah, line. Like, no, I snuck into a grove. Um, I can't remember how. Or who, but yeah, pushed it to me and I like smoked it and I was like, holy cow. They're like, well, what does it sound like? I was like, oh, thud. <laughs> you know, here I'm a high school kid, you know, like just right. trying to figure it out. And yeah, that was the first fun little buck. That was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought about that memory for a while. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's always fun. It's not traditional for sure, but no, yeah, but I got a lot worked. of those hunting stories that aren't traditional that yeah, worked out yeah. fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> I always say. If it's only dumb if it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, if it works, then it's smart. Yeah, but every, so I got a buddy every time he's telling the plan, he goes, you know, that sounds just dumb enough to work. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Well, beginner's luck is a real thing, too. Yeah. You know, so it's like when someone's out there trying to learn, there's like doing something that's like off the wall that probably shouldn't work, mm-hmm. but then they get it done. You're like, how the hell? I don't know. I just went out and did this thing. Like, that's crazy. It's well, probably it probably worked because no one else does it. So yeah, it's like too like, I think like when I shot it, like I don't remember. I mean, that thing was like moving. I got him to stop obviously. And I just remember putting my pin on it or, you know, where, it, where'd you shoot him? Well, right behind the shoulders where you told me I should shoot him, you mm-hmm. know, 
Now I think of that. If I did that today, I'd probably be thinking so much about my shot and oh, yeah. getting steady and I'd be breathing heavy, you know, stuff like that. Okay. You got to relax. You know, <laughs> take that breath in. <laughs> like, like you get into it and like you practice and you practice and you want to be mm-hmm. proficient. Right. And then like, we get that opportunity and we all have had it like, Oh my gosh, if I could have that shot back. You oh know, yeah. Oh yep. my gosh. I'm a little higher. I'm a little low. I mean, mm-hmm. I say everyone who does it's probably had the same scenario mm-hmm. you know maybe you're fortunate and you're better than i am which there's a lot of people out there i'm sure are much better bow hunters than i am so <laughs> i'm i'm still new to bow hunting like newer i've only been doing it since 2018 so okay. um i mean i haven't i haven't had personally like that experience of hitting them bad like really bad oh and being, yeah. and, and being like on a really struggling ass blood trail and all that. i haven't had that yet knock on wood no but uh I have had, I've missed, like I had clean misses. Oh. I'm like, damn it. Why did I even do that? dude? <laughs> like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, luckily they've been clean misses, but it's like, dang. I don't think the first couple of years I had a range finder when I started. That's a, yeah. like, I'm judging off of like, oh, that looks like 20 yards, you know? And I couldn't <laughs> shoot probably past 30 when I got into it. And really mm-hmm. now I don't have stands that I sit in that, you know, 40s, the farthest that I would mm-hmm. shoot and, and that's pushing my range, you know, I just, yeah. I mean, in the whitetail woods out in the Midwest, it's like you get a lot of close shots. Like yeah. You're not, unless you're sitting over like a, if they're out in the middle of a cut cornfield, then maybe you could have a longer shot, but majority of the shots, you set them up. So they're pretty close and you yeah. kind of know the general patterns and stuff. So when you get out West is when, right. You know, those distances really get a little bit bigger. Have so. you ever, have you ever spot and stalked with your bow? Um, yes, unsuccessfully. Oh man, that, but, I've killed one deer doing it and it is, I, I tell people all the time, like, I don't mind waiting until the rut and mm-hmm. trying this to spot stock. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. it is, when the deer I killed wasn't a huge one. It was just happened to work out. And it was hilarious because as uh, me and my brother-in-law did it together, oh, we nice. both walked out on this thing and it was down in a little, like a waterway, but it was, it was a pretty steep one. Mm-hmm. We knew he was probably laying with this doe he was chasing. We like peek over and like, we don't see him. We're like, wow, crap, where'd he go? So we split up and we're like, you know, sneaking down this waterway. And like, I look back at him and he's like, he's at, we both have our, our, uh, releases on our bows and he's like nodding his head. And I was like, what is he doing? You know? And also <laughs> I look back, here's a deer 30 yards standing up right in front of me. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> just launched my arrow. And I, I hit him. I was like, Oh, I got him. Nice. He didn't go down right away though. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And it was a rainy day. And I was like, Oh, we got to follow this blood trail and it's rainy. Oh, oh this is not good. You know? <laughs> and I find them that he was coyotes already got him the dick oh, and no. it was two days later i think by the time i found him but ah jeez but that yeah that's an adrenaline run. I, you it blows mm-hmm. your mind as a bow hunter like how close you're gonna and again i'm not a small guy mm-hmm. right so like and neither is he and we literally walked across a cornfield to do it like oh yeah wide open you're like how did we get 30 yards yep. from this thing you know but i've done it quite a few times i haven't killed them quite a few times but done a lot of stocks on them like one time i just seen one laying in our field and, and corn stalks and I literally army crawled in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and it was like <laughs> drizzling on me. And it was, it was a big buck at the time. Um, or for me at least it was a mm-hmm. big buck, you know, and, and it, like I got like 60 yards and he busted me and he just stood up, but the dome wouldn't leave. So he's just like so literally just staring at me and he like yep. starts walking closer. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Holy this is going to work out. <laughs> it didn't, but no. yeah, it was just, it just blew my mind. You know, you can get yep. that close to these things. And again, he was 
to me, he was big, you know, uh-huh. like, man, I don't see the many deer that size. So well, and they, and they look so big when they're on the ground. Like I, oh, I've yeah. killed one deer on the ground. It wasn't spawn stock as in like, uh, it was like, uh, we made it. We just threw some timber up a little bit and made oh. like a little, uh, blind, real blind, I guess. Yeah. And we're sitting there and it was a small buck, but he looked huge at 17 yards stomping into the decoy. I'm like, <laughs> hey, here he goes. Dunk. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, killing him off the ground is, it's different. It's different. It's so different. Yeah. It's intense. And like my buddy, uh, I, I know some of the guys at Whitetail Adrenaline. Mm. I don't know if you ever heard about them. They make hunting DVDs. Mm-hmm. They still do DVDs. They're old school, okay. but they're like, my age, probably a little bit older. But uh, he d- we're, we're pretty close in age. Yeah, not, not too much. <laughs> well, how old are you? I'm thirty now. Thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm an old man compared <laughs> to you, man. Thirty. What? Thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I guess I didn't. I didn't mean to specify just my age. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, yeah. But- not, but, not uh, a young guy yet. Yeah, like Jared Scheffler from White Told Journal, he went all spot on the ground spot and stock like a few years ago, and his DVDs are intense, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Does crazy. he ever use like that, de- the moving decoy? Oh, yeah. That, he made one. That's just crazy. He put like real, he taxidermy to silhouette. Like he put the real but, fur on, like the real the hide. hide on it, and he built the face out so it was like 3D looking. It looks it looks like a deer on meth is what it looks like, but <laughs> it, works. it works. Yeah. And he's, and he hounds with the long bow. Hey, just he's don't have to work, you know? Yep. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. But no, he's, he's, they're wild, dude. And it's, those DVs are super intense. They're so fun to watch. Oh, I've been... I watch them. I'm like, that's what I'm doing next year. Dude. Yeah. The next year happens. I'm like, this is not working. You get in the stand. <laughs> I got a nice stand. I could sit in. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, I, I'm kind of a wussy to be honest. Uh, once it gets cold, like, hey, you know, spot and stock don't sound too bad. I could be in and out on that deer in 20, 30 minutes. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise yeah. I'm like at what? Three hours. I'm like, Oh man, it's about getting prime, but I can't feel my fingers and toes anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, know, I, when, how, when Charlie wants to go out, then I, that's generally what we do. I'm like, oh, let's go see, go hunting, you know, and we just sit in the truck and drive around and try yeah. to find them. And if they're in a really good spot, then I'm like, all right, just watch you from the truck. Here I go. <laughs> Blow them out. Damn it. The video of you is like the Sasquatch walk. Like, I don't know why the deer ran away, but. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, I felt like that in South Dakota when oh. we went out there to hunt pronghorn. Mm-hmm. The grass when we come up to like. Probably between ankle high to mid shin high. Yeah. So it was just short grass. It was mm-hmm. a pasture, like all pasture. And man, there's times where I'm like crawling, like belly crawling, and the grass is like just over my head. And I feel like I'm being super sneaky. I'm like, there's no way this thing can see me. This is great. And then uh, Ashley was recording me and she showed me the video. I'm like, of course he saw me, dude. I'm six foot two, 250 pounds trying to hide behind grass. That's yeah. like ankle high. Yeah. Like, it's of diff- course he saw me. It's a different me. world out there, man. Uh, it is. Like that's how my wife's buddies, that's how they all do it too, is spawn stock. And it blows mm-hmm. my mind when I'm out there. Like, I'm like, how do you, granted there's a lot, like where she's at, there's a lot of valleys and hills, right? So you can get over some valleys or over some hills and, you know, be on top of them. But I know my brother did the South Dakota pronghorn thing too, mm-hmm. but he tried blinds. He just tried to set up on watering holes, I mm-hmm. think, and just try to wait. And I don't, the he more never got one. No, he didn't get one. So yeah. I don't effective for him. Didn't work out, but right. well, it's, <laughs> I know he wants to go back and try it. Yeah. Again, I do too. It's, it was a blast. Dude. I, I probably had like, I don't know, 10, like between like, Probably like between five and no more. Than that. Probably close to ten to 15, fifteen stocks a day. Really, it was insane. That is crazy. It was so much fun. 
But like, you, you, some stocks would last 15 minutes and you they'd blow out like a mile away. And like, damn it. Then I had one that lasted like four hours. It was nuts. Like, so it just ranges depending on where they're at and That's you know what mood they're in. And if one picks <laughs> you out and they take off run, the entire group runs with them. You're like, dang it, dude, <laughs> come on now. You're probably thinking, I wish I had my six five Creed more right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. How many times that goes through your head? Oh yeah. That's like I tried bow hunting turkeys one year, and I, the one shot I had, I missed. Right, mm-hmm. but I probably had. Three within gun range. I said, yeah, never again. Like, yeah. I'm just going to take a gun. I don't love turkeys that much. I'd rather, I like to shoot them, but yeah. um, it's a, I don't want to put that much time into mm-hmm. it, what it came down to. Like, I'm just going to sit with a gun for a few days and <laughs> I could just call it quits by the end of it. But. That's where I'm at, dude. Like, I love turkey hunting, but it's because it's a spring thing and it's starting yeah. to get nice out and you're like, yep. I want to get outside and it's a good time, but it's not like, I'm not like a passionate turkey hunter. Yeah. Like, I'd like to do it. But if I don't get a turkey that year, it's like, meh, oh well. I, I still I, had fun. It's still nice getting out when it's nice out. But I'm 100% a fair weather turkey hunter. Like, <laughs> I will not hunt unless it's sunshine and nice. Not like, windy. No. Normally rainy. No. There's no I, I always think turkey hunt for me, like, I loved it. And I think everyone should experience it because mm-hmm. springtime in the woods, oh it, like, when they're on the roost goblin, like, it is like something you wonder like how you never heard that before except when i started tree hunting right yep. like they're so loud but then like i had fox run right up to me you know or mm-hmm. you you name it right they're just all there I, mm-hmm. it's something about that that's so awesome everything's waking up yeah everything's done yeah hibernating for the winter basically so there's like we want to get out and run around do fun things you know mess around like a locate call with an owl like, like i can't sound like an owl right but i mm-hmm. did it and like one gobbles off like how no. did that work? Cool. Yeah, I want to do that again. And then, yeah. I, honestly, I never had super successful turkey hunts early in the morning, <laughs> right? No. Like, yeah, no. I'm like the hey, you should just not wake up early, go out at nine o'clock, hunt till noon, and you mm-hmm. might have a chance. But the, something about just getting up early and them off a of roost is hearing them wake up is awesome. Oh, no, yeah. like I wouldn't. I, I've never killed them off the roost either. It's always been like a, you know, yeah, like a mid morning to uh, early afternoon time frame is when I end up killing them. But yeah. it is so fun being out there early and getting all set up and just thinking like, and especially if you set up super close to them yeah. and you can hear them, like they start waking up and the hens start yelping and clucking. And then the turkeys start, the, um, Tom's, Tom's fuck me, start gobbling. <laughs> and you're like, dude, this is rules. This is so fun. And you're super close. Like they're just going to fly off the wrist yeah. and come right in front of me. Yeah. And I'm just going to shoot one. And they don't. They're but. like, what? What went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> what I do, you know? Yeah, and then they stop, they stop gobbling. Yep. And you're like, oh my gosh, I busted them or something. Yep. Like they're gone. Or they're just, yeah, following nature and they yep. already have their hands. Right? Yep. <laughs> Once you learn that, it's like, oh, so uh, Tom normally doesn't come to the hen. Oh, that's weird. I thought they just gobbled all the time. Yeah. In the spring, like constantly. Yeah. It's just the constant thing. I knew I sound like a turkey when I was calling. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. I, when I got into turkey hunting, I was the same way. Like I turkey hunted just because it's spring. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't normally do a fall turkey tag if i see turkeys and like if i had the opportunity where i sit for deer hunt i probably would just get a mm-hmm. fall turkey tag too but I, unfortunately i don't right now but yeah when i got into it like the obsession was thinking i could call them in 
Mm-hmm. Like that's it. I, I think I own probably like every call they made up to that time. Right. Like the, I always remember the ones like the squealing hen and everyone's like, Oh, it's the go to man. This like you one. Yeah, you hit that and that thing comes running. Like <laughs> I've never had that. And it's probably the operator. Right. right. Like the call works fine, but I just I'm not very good Are at it. Are you a diaphragm guy or Yeah. Okay, me I, too. Only only because I think it's cooler if it's like, Hey, it's I'm doing the work, right? Yeah. It's not a machine or the I, I I don't mind a slate call for some things, mm-hmm. but yeah, I always tried with my mouth <laughs> yeah i always take a slate and then my my mouth calls are my go-to like for sure yeah i always, nice i always thought too i've had a couple hunts where it's like hey they hung up at 50 i can't get to my slate call mm-hmm. right and i can at least try mm-hmm. you know sometimes it worked out sometimes mm-hmm. it didn't oh yeah i don't know sometimes it feels like well with any hunting but you're like, yeah. I, I just got it. <laughs> you well, know, it's like, oh, that's on me. Yeah. Man. And then there's other times you're like, yeah, I definitely flared those birds or whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever the case is, you know, like, Hey, yeah. that's, that's me doing that. Not, yeah. That isn't anyone else. I'm glad I'm by myself. So yeah. no one can see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is fun. No, I, I don't know. Turkey hunt is a blast. It's a good time, but yeah, I don't ever target turkeys in the fall just cause uh, I'm busy deer hunting. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'd rather deer hunt than turkey hunt. But I'm really glad that there's a spring turkey hunt, yeah. so I could do both. Oh, there's tons of them, them too. Oh yeah, know? there's there's all over around here. But there is a lot around I, here. I say with my wife when she moved here, she's just like, man, I didn't realize how many turkeys there. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's turkeys all over the place. No, not when I'm hunting, but man, they're all <laughs> yeah. over when you're driving around. You, you know? know, that's the worst, man. When you when you go out and you're especially like, well, turkey or deer hunting, honestly, around here, around anywhere. You go out there and you're spending a lot of time. You're sitting in the stand. Or you're doing this and you're, you know, I haven't filled my um, bow tag yet. Yeah. And it's like I talked to some guys and they're like, or especially like old farmers, like they're everywhere, dude. How have you not <laughs> shot one yet? I'm like, shut up. That's dude. the typical non-hunter thing, dude. Oh yeah, isn't it? Just, I see him everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you should come to my yard every night when I pull <laughs> yeah. in the yard at four thirty after work. Yeah, they're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, all the time. Well, if you have private land and you want to. uh let me kill your deer. Just get a hold of me. I'll be glad. Oh, to, I'll be there. I'll be glad to take some deer off your hands yeah. if, if you uh, are listening to this. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's fun though. We get to like the <laughs> landowners too. If we ask for permission every year, and they, and they always say yes. We're like you'll kill multiple of them. Yeah, you, know? right. <laughs> you only got one tag, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You when you're on the road and you pull someone over and they have a bunch of land here, you're like, "Hey, I can make the speed to go <laughs> I, away, dude." <laughs> I've never thought about doing that, but man, maybe I should change my tactics. Yeah. I don't have a lot of great places. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I work in you know, on people's internet and stuff. I'm like, you can have internet or you can not have internet. You know, you pick. <laughs> yeah, I could act like I hooked it up and I could be out here a few more yeah. times. But... I just start shutting it off. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. when I'm on call, like, oh yeah, I'll come fix it for you. Yeah. Just one small ass. Yeah, let yeah. me hunt your property. You have this terrible internet. I'm glad I fixed it. Hey, what about that 40 acres of woods you have in the back there? What are you doing with that? <laughs> oh no, we don't let anyone hunt. I go, oh, weird. It just broke again, and I can't fix it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have but, fun in yeah, the Stone Ages. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Try surviving the internet. You can't. Yeah. You, do you have small kids and no internet? You're yeah. in for a world of hurt. You're so screwed, dude. <laughs> yeah. You, are you so can't screwed. stream anything, man. No. Nope. <laughs> You're on your own. No. Nope. You have to go back to 1993. Good, sir. Oh, <laughs> man. Get directed. I mean, that was your... a good year, but. <laughs> was a great, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. 
Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Um, I did also want to ask you, so, uh, so you're a dog cop. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, do you have to do any like special, you probably do, like, do you have to go back to the academy for, specifically for dog handling? Well, so what happens, like in my um, circumstance, was so when when you find out, obviously the department picks the dog, right? So, mm. um, kind of how it was explained to me when when I was going through was a dog is not a car. So we kind of rank what we want our dog to be. So, like for instance, like I said, for us, the main thing our dogs for is find drugs. So they need mm. to be really good at drugs. Um, I think when I did it last time, I was like, drugs was number one. He needed to be social because we take him in the schools and stuff like that. So we can't mm-hmm. have overly aggressive. Um, and then it was like tracking and then bite work. So basically what we're saying is, Hey, we don't need the biggest man eater for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he bites and engages, you know, we're, we're happy. Mm-hmm. So we kind of give him that criteria you know, young and dumb. I was like, Oh, I want a German shepherd. Cause I had German shepherds forever. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so now after being a dog handler, like a dog breed does not matter to me. Like I will, mm. I'm ho- hopefully going to run one more after him. At least one more. Honestly, I could do it for my career. I enjoy it that much, but, mm-hmm. um, for the next one, it won't, it won't matter on the breed. I'll just say, Hey, this is what I want out of my dog for, for drives. So now that I understand more like what drives come out, um, it'll be more, that's what I pick out. Um, and then they get trained to a certain point. So, so when I went through, I think my trainer had them for like three months prior to me getting them. Then I come in for one more month to finish them out. And then Mm. we get certified at the end of that. You got to train roughly 16 hours a month. Um, Mm. and then you have to recertify at least once a year. Okay. So. What do you have to do for like those certifications and stuff? Yeah, it's basically showing like, can your dog recognize all narcotics it's trained on um, oh, okay. into its into its final response? So, like for instance, mine's a passive alert dog, so he'll sit um, majority of the time. If it's like a really low hide, like under a car, and he's already down, he might lay down on it. Mm. So basically, you have to show, hey, my dog recognizes all those odors, and he will go to his trained final response. Um, and then like with that, they have to do so that do like cars and, and buildings. So you have to, you get just like two different training things, uh, or, uh, certifying things. Like how did you do on cars for detection? And then how do you do on, um, buildings for detection? Okay. There's different, um, organizations you get certified under. Like before I used to get certified just by my trainer. Um, and then like, say I went to court, he would come in and testify to like why the dog is trained basically. Mm. Um, so he certified me with such and such date. 
and say I went back to him, you know, back when I used to do his certification, it was like every six months to a year, you know, I'd, I'd maybe make it down there for one training, which was in Fort Dodge the first time. Mm-hmm. Now I actually certify with a different organization. It's called Dogs for Law Enforcement. DLE is what they call it. Now their Sounds- criteria is national um, recognized. Oh, okay. So this organization has their criteria, right? I go to whatever I go through a, a master trainer who would certify me. Um, sometimes it's someone who has no idea who you are, right? So they can say, Hey, it's not favoritism. You oh, know, okay. I have no influence on this dog. He just either passed or failed the criteria. Mm-hmm. So again, so like for my dog, he's, he's dual purpose. So we have narcotic side and then we have the apprehension side. So apprehension would be the bite work and the tracking. It's both in one. Okay. So there's like, you got to show he can um, show alert. So like, how is he going to respond to human odor? So like most of them will, uh, like if he's hiding behind a door, he should bark and jump on the door, show aggression towards it. Mm. And then like, you got to do a track, you got to do the article recovery. So you drop a gun, right? I can send my dog out. He'll go find it. Um, you got to show how does like, he do that. Well, you train him that's the human or hit on human odor. So, oh, so he's not smelling the gun per se. He's smelling like yeah, the hand right. on the gun. Okay. The human odor, the human odor on, the, on, the on the item, right? Uh-huh. So, like, honestly, like, one that's time nice. I lost some, I think it was, like, a glove out in the field or something. So, yeah, you grab him and go find him. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's it works great, out dude. great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, we have done it to try and find guns and stuff, but I didn't find it. Do you um, have to, like, give him, give him the odor before he no, goes out and finds it? Really? No, yeah, so okay. there's, there's different types of, of training. So how our dogs are trained, they're reading the breakup of the ground on top of human odor, right? So it's not odor-specific, right? He's just telling me he's smelling human odor. So, like, really, our dogs are are... I shouldn't say designed or trained for like, Hey, we're in a car chase and that I know the driver bailed on me and I know where he last was. So mm-hmm. I can take him to that point. He will find that first human odor and then follow that human odor till the end. Damn. So it's not like, you know, on the movies you see Johnny went missing. I have Johnny's blanket in my hand. The yeah. dog's going to smell Johnny's blanket yeah. and go find Johnny. There are dogs that are trained that way. That's this exactly what I was going off of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, our dogs aren't trained that way. Okay. Um, I think, Honestly, I think it's a time thing. It takes so much longer to do it. Mm. And they, I think they make like a vacuum to, or a, it's kind of like a muzzle. You put the odor with them and then they link on that odor and go find it. That's mm. like a search and rescue more type gotcha. of dog than mm-hmm. ours is. You can, you can just train our way faster and get the dogs on the street. And again, most times now, like we will go and try to find, you know, missing people. Um, we've had juveniles run away and we've successfully track people that way it's just you gotta figure out where people haven't been yet mm-hmm. you know i mean and say so it probably gets a little muddy in like uh, like cities and stuff where oh, there's just people it, everywhere right? so as long as you know where they start like we'll do what i call contaminated tracks right so if you you lay a track down for me i'll send a third or fourth fifth whatever people walk across my track mm-hmm. just to make sure my dog will skip those tracks Oh, right. So he should, okay. he should from start to finish until he finds either like, you know, for training, it might just be a, a toy. He's tracking to a toy. Mm-hmm. There's person's actually not there. Um, it could be a bite at the end. Um, mm-hmm. if someone's standing there, uh, all those different aspects. So you just got to show your dog can do that when we certify. And there's like civil work, right? So to, can your dog show aggression when I tell him to? So basically like, Hey, I tell my dog to watch you and he should watch you and show aggression towards you. Right. That's his first, your first warning. Like, Hey, this dog 
can and will bite you if you don't start complying with my orders. Dogs are so fucking scary. Oh man, <laughs> I would so never. Scary. Yeah, even like through bite sleeves, like yeah, I would really not uh, want to get bit. Like no, it. I mean, they're great when they're on your team, yeah. and especially when you're the guy hanging on to a leash, like they they do enjoy protecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like. What I was, you know, now knowing what I know about dogs after going through all these trainings and stuff, it's so much more about your body language and has anything to do with what you're telling them, mm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, my dog is not a man either. Like I just said, when I went for my criteria, like he's, he's not, no, I wouldn't want to get bit by him because he, he <laughs> bites everything I tell him to. Right. Yep. But he's just not, a, he's not going to go through a wall to get you. You know, mm-hmm. there's some dogs that, yeah, there's nowhere safe with him, right. but Sometimes the handler gets tagged from their own dog. Thankfully, I don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of lost where I was going with that. But yeah, it's it's just uh, when the dog is is like knows that you're angry, the dog's not angry. The dog's just doing what he's trained to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's going to bite you because I'm telling him to bite you. Just like when I tell him to sit, he should sit. You know, it's a command. Yeah. Because uh-huh. when you uh, when you tell him to bite. He's biting. He's doing his thing. Like when you call him off, is it like he's just done, or does it take a little time for no, him to like calm down and be like, okay, I'm done ramping up? Or I mean, that honestly is like scenario based. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the dog doesn't come off someone on a live bite until they're done fighting. You know, you don't take the dog off and they're handcuffed, right? So if me and you mm. are in a fight and I bring my dog out and he bites you, like I just oh man, my dog bit you. I'm gonna take you off right away. No, I got to finish the fight, right? So I got to be in a winning position. So you'll cuff them while the dog's, dog's biting, biting them. them. Yeah. Ow. So the more they fight, right? Yeesh. So so think of it like a, like a hunting dog and a rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. So the squeal is what brings out the drive in the dog. Mm-hmm. The same things with humans, right? If you fight my dog, we train them to fight back. So our dogs think all the time when we're doing these trainings that they're basically this, you know, beast of a dog that can't lose. They mm-hmm. they win every time. So when we're having guys fight them, we want that. We look for them to actually like bite deeper into you when they're, mm-hmm. when they're engaged. So what they start learning is if this guy fights me and I end up biting harder and fighting harder back, then I'm going to win and he'll stop. Mm-hmm. So you, the decoy and a bite work really actually brings out the drive of a dog. It re- the handler, the influence once he's on the, on the bite, the handler's not really doing much. I mean, I could tell him good boy and all this, but he really is just trying to see what's that guy in the suit doing, right? Mm-hmm. And and can I make this guy squirm a little more? You know, <laughs> a little deeper, a little harder. Oh, you know, and and we teach them too, like, hey, you got to fight out of things. So you know, pin them up against the corner, or they're hitting them with something, right? Like you're telling you, the, the the guys in the suit, like if you're doing yeah, training, like, yeah, fight my dog. Yep. Okay. So when they're fighting, what they what the dog will start learning is, hey, if I if I continue to fight this guy. I, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. So eventually, right, all that pressure we put on our dogs in training, the decoy will eventually stop. Mm-hmm. So the dog learns like, hey, all I had to do was keep keep driving into this guy, keep keep the pressure on him, and I'm going to win. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's super fun. As far as <laughs> that, is, the dude. quickest out in the world, I mean, every dog has its day, uh-huh. <laughs> right? I mean, there's days it's like, hey, this is fun. You know, this whole, the whole 
dog training and dog working is this is one big game to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they're biting someone, it's a blast, right? The dog only has paws and a mouth and a tail and a fur, right? Mm-hmm. So it's using one of its, its only tool for defense really is its mouth. Mm-hmm. So when we are bringing that out in the dog and we're praising them for it, yeah, sometimes I just don't want the fun to end. So <laughs> <laughs> most times I like to think he comes off pretty clean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every now and then he likes to be a little bullheaded. And that normally has to do with like, how long is he biting you? Mm-hmm. You know, if I send him on and he's biting you for 15, 20 seconds, that is not very long. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like the uh, training aspect for that, if, if I like out him and immediately when he outs and I give him back a bite, he will spit that thing out because he knows it's coming. So I'll just, I'll just get it to the point where guys are in a suit and he'll out. And immediately I send him back and I'll out him immediately and just repetitive. And you'll watch mm-hmm. the dog just waiting for it, spits it out and he bang, he'll hit you again. Like, <laughs> and then the same thing too. Like if you move, he's going to hit you again. No commands <laughs> needed. Right. Like, the threat. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, every, so every crazy. dog handler wishes their dog was like, Oh yeah, I just tell him out and he spits it right yeah, out. No, man. most times it's like, Hey dude, you got to let go. All right. <laughs> so whatever, whatever, uh, means we call them, uh, uh, encouraging, uh, it's called force out. So basically grab him by the collar and pull him up. Right. Okay. So you're basically taking the, the, him, his ability to keep driving in a way and eventually yep. they, they get it. There's, there's all kinds of tips and tricks. Like some guys use, it's called a breaker bar. It doesn't break anything, but like you put it on their back of their tongue and you can just put pressure on their tongue and they'll spit it out. Oh, so gotcha. it's a super, super clean, super quick. Yep. Um, my dog ain't that hard where normally it's that big issue, but mm-hmm. his toy is a different story. You know, he doesn't like to give his toy back <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but yeah, eventually he, he learned he has to, to keep the fun going. Yeah. Yeah, it's the dog training thing. Is is uh, it's a, it's like the best job in the world. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, awesome. Obviously, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's uh, well, growing up as a as a dog guy, like a dog yeah. person, like growing up and everything else, like that's got to be the coolest job. Oh man, it yeah, it, both things, dude. I, I jokingly always say. I have a dog that hunts humans and drugs and I have a dog that hunts birds. And it just depends go. what I'm hunting that day of what dog's with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is right up my alley of what I love to do. Yep. Um, and nothing should amaze me, but it does <laughs> with yeah. both dogs in that aspect. You know, like, you know, I just had one the other day. My, my uh, lab caught a pheasant, you know, just he, he does it all the time. Like, I don't know why it surprised me every time, but all the time. He just like, caught it alive? Oh, yeah. He gone? just, yeah, he just catches him. That's just, badass. He's a pointing lab and all, he'll pin him down and then say, all right, get him up and just grabs him, brings him to me. They're alive. Cool. Just, Thanks, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. And I tell jokingly, I was like, you know, I got a dog that can smell, you know, odors through a car, right? Or I always jokingly say, like, when I train in a school, I'll take a cotton ball. That cotton ball's never touched drugs itself. It's just a stored in a jar where the drugs are in a bag. So it just collects the odor coming off the bag. Mm. I'll take that cotton ball, hide it in one of whatever, say 300 lockers in our schools, and my dog will go find that locker. Right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're, it, it's unreal, right? So nothing should be like, holy Jeez. cow, your dog did that. It's like, you know, I do it every day. I just maybe mm-hmm. that to me isn't as surprising because now I expect it out of them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No but then, kidding. like I say, my hunting dog catches a bird and like, you know, nothing should surprise me <laughs> for what I do as a job. Yeah. But it, it, it just, yeah. Adrenaline rush for me. They're I, so I amazing. It. The oh. Dogs are so amazing. Like it's insane. Like even like deer tracking dogs. Oh you know, yeah. Is as, um, Kurt and WCB, they've had, 
uh, Diesel the tracking dog on a few times and hearing his his handler talking about him and how he starts him with blood and then he takes the blood away and just does hoof prints and they can smell if the animal is wounded or not so through its hoof track and stuff. I'm like, that's crazy, dude. So, like, for those, dogs just fascinate me in general. Yeah. Like, any dog, for whatever it's bred to do, you know, I've hunted a lot behind a lot of different types of dogs, like coon hunted, bear hunted, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I just think whatever, whatever the dog's bred for, the blood tracking has me intrigued i would i've never had one do it mm-hmm. um i would love to see one work about oh, yeah. how they how they train them first of all because like if you don't have if you have blood the whole time to me it's like well why don't i just follow the blood to the end of the trail right mm-hmm. but how does a dog pick up when the blood stops mm-hmm. and what's it smelling so, so what um what he was saying mainly is that the dog can smell a wounded deer so like if say you so you gut shot a deer, right? And then the, it bleeds a little bit. And then say the intestines plug the holes and there's just no more blood. Um, the dog can smell the hoof prints and it can smell the one that's wounded through the hoof prints. I guess it puts out like a scent through its hooves sure. that if it's wounded or not. And it's just different than the, all the other deer. And he, it can get mixed up in a bunch of tracks of other deer. And he'll know like this one's wounded. Like he doesn't need... He doesn't even need a starting point per se. Like it's better to have a starting point, but he can. They can get out there and be like, "Oh yeah, this one's wounded," and follow that trail and until it's, just, it's, yeah. it's DNA. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, crazy. it's probably similar to like you know at work when we're tracking people. I can simulate tracks all I want, right? Mm-hmm. When you get on a live track, when people are, are have adrenaline rushes and the odor that emits to those mm-hmm. dogs, it's it's night and day. Like, you know, you get on training tracks and this, hey, here's a toy. Especially, like, other dog guys who are laying tracks who, like, know your dog. Oh, he's not going to come up and bite me or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. If they know that, they're just going to walk, right? And the dog is going to find them, right? Mm-hmm. Most times, you know, they, they're dogs, so it's not perfect. But, you know, they're they're very good. Mm-hmm. So, it basically reminds me of that, you know. Like, that's why, you know, he can cross over. You just asked, like, for mm-hmm. me, like, how do you train that? It's almost identical to that. It, it is. Just, it's, yeah, it's whatever like odor it. is emitting off that wounded deer that the dogs yeah, learn, I so guess. Crazy. That is. It's, it, it's crazy because I can't, you can't put yourself in their position and be like, oh, yeah, I get that makes sense. Because yeah. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, yeah. it's insane how well they can smell and how they just, like, I mean, I guess it's just like uh, evolutionary or adaptation where it's like, that's how they, like you've like hunted and stuff, mm-hmm. like smelling and hunting and tracking and animals. The, and, yeah. And, taking and, the weak one on the herd, whatever yeah. the wolf instinct yeah, right. from way back when. Right. They, they have to save their energy in order to survive out in the wild. So they're going to go after the easiest meal. Yeah. So it's just, I guess that, and then they just rely on their nose so much. It's crazy. Like it just, what, what kind of dog nuts. is it? Um, that's a good question. He he basically said because they asked him like um, he said beagles are really good. Yeah, as I was gonna say the ones I've heard about yeah. beagles. Yeah. He said beagles are really good. I don't know if his his is a beagle or not. But, I've seen uh, like rat terriers before. Yep. I've yeah, seen those. He said generally because we were like, oh, what about like a bloodhound? You yeah. know, he's like, well, ain't that they'll work too? He's like, labs will work. Any dog can really do it. Right. Um, it's just how you train them as a puppy. Like that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Is like as a puppy, train and do that. And it has and to be that specifically, right? Like yes, because I've had a couple people ask me, and I tell them like, oh, I've never trained it. Like I don't, I won't have a clue where to even start. I would mm-hmm. imagine you. Find a wounded deer, or shoot a deer, right? And you put the puppy on the blood, and the blood leads yeah. to the animal, right? I, he, he says he, uh, so he'll like cut the legs off of a deer that he he's killed, him. and he, yeah, he'll like take the, like, to hold him in his hands and pop the 
who's down. That's how he starts. Tracks. No, oh, he starts with with blood. So like, it has to start with a deer, right? A dead deer. And he gets the gets some blood, puts it in there, and like dribbles it on the grass or something like that, yeah. and sends him on that. And then he'll in, introduce like the hoof tracks and yep. the blood. And then he'll take away the blood and just have the hoof tracks. Yep. I mean, it's almost identical how we train our dogs to track people, right? Because like the joke, uh, the joke when we were training was. You don't need to teach the dog how to smell, right? Right. It, it already knows that it's really good at that. Yeah. You know, you got just got to yeah. yeah. <laughs> teach it what to follow. So how we started ours was uh, hot dogs. You step on hot dogs. Um, the person laying the track, you wipe your feet on them. And then every step you lay a piece of hot dog. So you might start with say uh, a 30 yard track and it's going to be straight, right? Hey, do you put a chunk of hot dog on it too? Yep. So like so as you're they're dropping, tracking, they're getting snacks or yep. treats so, or whatever. But basically, you're keeping their nose down, right? Oh, okay. So the dog learns, hey, I smell this. I get a reward. It's uh-huh. instant gratification. So they start doing that. Well, then you start, start dropping less hot dogs, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you start putting your toy at the end of it. So now they're going, okay, I keep on this track, and I'm still getting a few hot dogs. And they'll like actually start skipping hot dogs. Like the high drive ones are like, okay, I just want my toy. And my oh. toy's at the end of this track. Uh-huh. So what happens is they just start, don't care about the hot dogs. Hmm. And then you start working bends inside of you, right? So you're going to start with a 90 degree turn. You got to get your dog that, hey, not everything's straight. You got to mm-hmm. follow how, whatever, the 90 degrees. And that's basically how you do it. So that's how you're starting it off. And it seems, seems super, super simple. But I mean, most of the dog training is it's consistency mm-hmm. is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, when I started, I was like, this is all we're going to do. And then, like, you get on a live track for the first time, and you're like, okay, there's no hot dogs here. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? You know? Or, hey, there's no really a toy, even you got to find this guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's very similar to how you must do the, the deer thing. I think it'd be, yeah. su- again, any dog, whatever the breed, I, I think they're so fascinating. Mm-hmm. If I could, I'd own probably 15, 20 dogs. I'd have a, I always <laughs> yeah. joke, I'd have a cattle dog because I think it's so cool to watch a cattle dog work. Uh-huh. I don't have cows. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Just why. Just take them out to a random pasture. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get to work, bud. <laughs> yeah. No, I take them. I should take them to work for how many cows we have out all the time and putting them back in for people. Oh, no yeah. There but I'd go. have to go off duty and charge them. Like, all right, that's 25 bucks again. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You're letting your cows out, you know? Yep. But yeah, that they just are so fascinating to me. And I, I do think I have the best job in the world because oh, sure. you know i get paid to basically play with a dog mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's it's just like hide and go seek to extreme or mm-hmm. you know you hide something we find it and hope maybe it's a person maybe it's drug it just depends on what they're what they're doing that day yeah but, yeah it's 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 fun man so is your uh so your working dog name is rev right yep so is rev good with your other dogs and stuff yeah too? so like, do you I, have them just hanging out in your house yeah and- so when i when i got them um one of my things personally was, hey, I had my lab and he was only a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, he's got to get along with my other dog. Otherwise, I will ask for another dog. When you got Rev, you had yeah. your lab. Yep. Okay. Yep. And they're like, they're both seven right now. So they're the same age. So they're both kind of oh. young. Um, mm-hmm. When I got Rev, he was 18 months old. So I guess my lab was probably closer to two. But anyways, I had one little scuffle. And like my lab pinned Rev in the house in a corner and Rev didn't like it. And he basically nipped him. And that was the last of it. Oh, okay. Rev is not super dog friendly, but I would say he's dog neutral. Like he Mm. doesn't care for other dogs, but he also, especially working, like if he's on a leash, he knows like just ignore it at Mm -hmm. home. He can kind of be a little more territorial, but, um, really 
he's pretty low key on on the older dogs. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I do know people that have had issues with personal dogs and work dogs. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had to, had that. Like they're best friends, dude. Well, I thought good. when they got them, they were gonna wrestle. You know, they're just puppies. They'll get over it. Yeah, they're seven, and every day. Every single day they wrestle. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Every day. Like, oh, and, and the funny cool. thing is my lab's faster than Rev. So like he runs around <laughs> him like, or, and Rev's smart. He's like, well, I'm going to chase you. I'm going to wait till you get tired. I'm going to come tackle you then, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah, they go in the same kennel um, outside. They have separate inside kennels or mm. in the garage and feeding um, Rev can get a little food aggressive. So obviously that, but you as far to, as you like feed them at different times or you just have nope. them separated. Yeah. Bit. Just in, just okay. in like little transport kennels is where I feed them every day. Oh, yeah. oh okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Just, yeah. And I got, I say I got small kids. He's, he like kids for him. I just tell people, everyone's like, Oh, how's he do with your kids? Like, well, I do have him trained to bite people. So, <laughs> you know, it's not like, yeah. it's not like your family dog where like, Hey, my kids wrestle on him. Yeah. You know, I just, right. again, he's trained to bite people, especially if he doesn't like something, right? Like I just told you, like, uh-huh. hey, if he's in a situation to like, we teach him to bite and fight back. Mm-hmm. So they're loose in the house if I'm if I'm in there with my kids and they can pet on them. But as far as like, hey, do you just leave your work dog out when you're gone with your family? No, no, he mm-hmm. goes in a kennel. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm a believer in kennels for dogs. Oh, yeah, me too. Like it relax he wants to be in his kennel mm-hmm. man like if i take him in the office and he'll let everyone pet on him but like when it's time he just wants to go back in his kennel oh, yeah. in the car like yep. it's their home you know and, and it's like the one place you don't mess with them yep. you know it's like hey this is your space you do you um you get left mm-hmm. alone you get fed in there i guess but that's about it yeah my so, dog she's she was kennel trained when i first got her she's Obviously, we've relaxed on that now, yeah. but she's, she's well, old and she's lazy as fuck. But um, the biggest thing is that when we had our Mastiff, too, it's like he had a huge um, kennel and she had a little bit smaller one. But yeah, when they're, they'd be out playing, doing their thing in, in the house or outside or wherever else. But then when she got sick of it, she'd just go to her kennel yeah. and it, we'd leave the door open and she'd just hang out in there and he'd go hang out in his kennel. And yeah. It was easy. Like, I really, I'm in complete agreement with you where it's like you train a dog, um, to like its kennel, it's going to like it because it's like its bedroom, yes. you know? It's and, its home, yeah, right? It's like, its that's its own house yeah. where it, it get, rules it. Yeah. 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 And it knows, like, yeah, don't mess with it. And you tell everybody, don't fucking touch my dog when it's in its kennel. Like, just don't put your little fingers in there. Like, just leave yep. him alone. That's where he wants uh-huh. to be yeah. left alone at. But I almost get mad at some people cause, um, when they're like, oh, are you putting him in a cage? It's like, yes. Dude, that's his house. Yes. Like, it's not, it, I'm not doing it because, and, I never threw my dogs in the kennel when they're bad. Yep. It's always like a good thing. Like, yep. all right, let's kennel up. Like, good yep. night. And they're like, you know, and you give them a little treat and good yep. night, you know. I totally agree. Like, yeah. a kennel's not, yeah, I don't use mine to like, it's not punishment, right? No. Now, like, if I got to go in an instance, yeah, you might not want to go in there and you got to go in there because right. I got to go, right? But yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. It, the funny thing is, like you mentioned, it's the people like, oh, that's a cage. How can you do that? It's like, those are the same people, if you're a dog guy, that they come up and be like, well, my dog's wrecking all this stuff for it's doing this. It's like, you, you got to shrink their world, man. Yeah. Like, you give them too much space. Like, they don't know. That was the thing when I got Rev. Like, he didn't know how to be a dog, right? Mm-hmm. His whole life, for the most part, was like so focused on being a canine. Like, when I brought him in my house, like, he never relaxed. It probably took six months for him to, like, understand, like, hey, this is home. You can relax, right? Oh. Like, he literally would get home and just run to his kennel because that's how it was at training. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, I used to leave him out, when, especially when it was just me and my wife. Like, he would cuddle on the couch with my wife more than my lab, who is, like, a personal family hunting dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
my lab loves both my dogs are like hey i love you especially while working like i don't really care for anyone else mm-hmm. but he was much more like oh i want to go sit and lay on the couch with her now oh, so cool. when i got him oh my gosh man it was just like anytime he was out he just thought he was going to work mm-hmm. so it was just like a spaz and and i didn't know <laughs> you know never having a canine before and and our shepherds were family dogs and, and great mm-hmm. family dogs but yeah, that was like a weird point when I just got him. It was just like, or bring him to the office. Like he'd be running around like crazy, jumping on everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was still be like, this is not fun for me. <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah. is my dog that's running around and wrecking everything, yep. you know? But yeah, oh, yeah, shrink dogs world. It's good for him. It is. It, so I've heard from some people too. And like my dog has really bad separation anxiety and just yeah. tears everything up. It's like, it's probably because it has a little too much freedom, probably, mm-hmm. you know, because in some dogs do are generally just more wound up. And especially when you have a dog that's meant to be worked like a shepherd or a pit bull or something. That, any like, drive, any, any high drive any dog, high drive right? dog. It's like, you got to fucking work them. Yes. You got to work them. And, and you got to work of, their mind. I always tell yeah. people that you got to give them a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like running them is, is good. It's a great start. But in, in my mind, my dog, like, let's just say my lab for here, for example, I can run him and let him run for miles. Mm-hmm. In a couple hours, he's going to be just fine, right? Mm-hmm. But if I take, like, dummies and I make him start thinking about marking birds and where it went and then doing doubles with them, he'll be exhausted the rest of the day because mm-hmm. he has to think. Yeah. You know, he has got to, like, it's not just mundane of just hey i'm just gonna keep running. right they want to run ready right yeah. like and i was like hey don't smell that come back here you know what i mean they're just uh-huh. like okay now you're being a pain but man if you like give them something to do even if it's a little obedience like hey teach your dog to sit yeah call him over to you make him sit mm-hmm. then give him reward you know mm-hmm. to me that's that's what i love to do anyway so it's super fun time and for me you know like mm-hmm. training my lab i trained all on my own like I said, I got him before my my canine. Mm-hmm. Now I wish I knew so much more about dogs after canine training, oh, yeah. you know, because you just learn the little things like, A, consistency is key, right? If you want to train dog, you, I mean, just got to be consistent. It's kind of mm-hmm. like disciplining your child. If you want your child to stop doing anything, you got to be consistent. Right. As a dad, it's easy to give in sometimes, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> especially when it's your daughter. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. If my wife listens to this, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like, But I mean, it's the same things with dogs, right? So you know, I do all these presentations with Rev and I ask everyone like, Hey, what do you like to do with your dog? Oh, we play fetch, play tug of war, blah, blah, I give him treats. It's like, okay, everything you just said is the same exact way me and my dog react. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking him to do a little more different, a little more complex things to get those rewards. Right. Mm-hmm. We play tug of war. We play fetch. We play hide and go seek. You know, you just name it the same things. And, and if you're consistent with it, like you can really train a dog to do amazing things, obviously, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Obviously not on the same scale, but um, I have a, another friend where he uh, trained his dog to go get him a beer from the fridge. Yeah. It's like you can train him to do pretty much anything you want. As long as that dog knows, it's like, hey, my my dude wants me to go do this thing. And if I do it, then he's going to pet me or play with yeah, me or give me a treat. Right. So it's like it's 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 uh, it's complicated because you can't talk to him. But it's, honestly, they are, they're simple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, the consistency thing, I think it's easy to break away from that. Life gets busy and stuff like that. Yep. But you have to make time for it doesn't, your dog. And it doesn't take hours, right? Like mm-hmm. Five to ten minutes a day. If you just worked, you got to let them out to the bathroom anyways, right? Or I would say like, hey, you got to feed them. Take a handful of that kibble. And when you feed them, do some training. Oh, do yeah. sit for a couple of weeks and then do down for a couple of weeks and then mm-hmm. you variable, you know, variable reward. So not every time you sit, do you get a treat? So then the dog starts running, Hey, I got to be perfect because I want this treat. 
Mm-hmm. So in similar as this is again, what we do with our canines, it's very simple. It's just when you get, they're overly smart, right. And they're expert mm-hmm. body language readers. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I want a beer every time I walk in the house after work and my dog starts picking that up, you know, he could probably train him to go get a beer when he walks through the door. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if, if he has that routine, yep. routine thing, he's sitting there waiting for you while you take your boots off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now's my time. Yeah, it's right. just like the going on a walk thing, yeah. right? Oh, everyone's always, uh, you hear it all the time. And, and my dog's the same way. Oh, when I grab that leash, my dog goes ballistic. Well, yeah, it knows it's going to go do its thing. It loves, right? Yep. It loves to be with you, right? An affection towards you. And it loves to exercise and, and work itself. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to read your body language and you grab that leash. Normally means you're going on a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, they, they don't know English. So yeah. it's like, and that's how they're, you know, like dogs yeah. don't really talk to each other. Yeah. So they have to read each other a different way in mm-hmm. body language. That does make sense. But I don't know, man. Dogs are pretty awesome. But, if I was ever to be a cop, that's one thing I'd want to do. If I could uh, be a dog cop, dude. It's, man, it's the best job in the be world. Sick. Yeah. And you get to go to a lot of the fun stuff. And you're mm-hmm. you're a number one guy. Well, you're number two because you just hang on to leash. Like I I jokingly say, especially on like drug sniffs, like I'm just the dumb end of the leash, right? Mm-hmm. My job is to hang on to leash. The dog does his thing and then he'll sit. And everyone knows when the dog sits, guess what? He's sitting, you yeah. know? <laughs> like it's not like I have to be like, Hey, I, he found drugs now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh man, he hit. Yeah, hey, it's, it's probably there. Like, yeah, we're good mm-hmm. to go. And that's, that's the thing too with uh, like a drug sniffing dog. If it um, hits on drugs, like mm-hmm. that's probable cause, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's as good as a search uh, warrant. Like, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They can establish probable cause uh, on a vehicle, mm-hmm. right? So you can't do it on a house, but you can do it on a vehicle. Oh, you can't do it. So you, know, you can't you walk have around more, a house and then nope. eat. Oh, really? You have way more rights to your house protections. Yep. So, oh, so the vehicle okay. exception is is because basically what we're saying is that vehicle is obviously mobile and it's easy for them to either get rid of the evidence. Mm-hmm. So, um, once a dog ind- indicates on it, now it gives us the whole vehicle is important. Um, that's bumper to bumper. You know, you're not limited to your search, and it's mm-hmm. everything inside that vehicle, except for people. The people now, the courts have said, hey, you got to articulate why you want to search a person. What makes you believe that it could be on their person? So say I go in and search a car, I don't find anything, and I want to search their person. I have to be able to articulate why I want to search that person. So, so basically your body has more protections mm-hmm. than your car. Right. And well, that makes sense. And it should be that way. Yeah. You know, yep. otherwise you just get lazy and like, well, I'm going to search them too. And Right. Would he hit on a person? Does uh, that count? We don't really train people. Or, oh. uh, again you have your protection. So yeah, you can't I mean, just have a dog sniff. I mean, I've, and I've, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done it where I've had people put it in their pockets and yeah, he'll eventually go hit on them. Okay. But, um, yeah, my dog's a bite dog again. <laughs> True. But, yeah. You know, and, and I should, I should correct it and say that cause everyone's like, Oh, if I had drugs, your dog bite me. Well, he shouldn't cause we find drugs. He sits, <laughs> right? right? Like ideally that's, that's what happens. You know? But yeah. Unless you're grabbing for it yeah. aggressively. <laughs> that would be the exact thing that the people would deal with, you know, like mm-hmm. they'd like try to hit him and then it's like, well, you tagged it because you're trying to hit him. Well, I was trying to hit him was just raising my hand at a question, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever excuse you're going to hear. So yeah, people, you don't sniff people. They're just, okay. they have. Can you walk your dog around a house though? And yeah. just, just basically, I don't know. It's not probable cause at that point or you can't get a search warrant for that. But do you, you is that you legal? can't, you can't take. 
you can't take a dog for a sniff anywhere you legally can't be, right? So I can't oh, just trespass on someone's gotcha. property for the dog to go sniff. Okay. So it, they talk about like curtilage in the law for like case law. It's about curtilage. So do what would be your reasoning to have the dog there mm. for that purpose? So if I had a drug Curiosity? dog, yeah, and I'm doing a knock and talk, <laughs> yeah. right? And also my drug dogs beside me, they're like, okay, what would be the purpose there? Does do you have a legal obligation to be there? Well, sure. Say I have a civil paper for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have a legal obligation, but I don't have anything that justifies me getting the dog out of that gotcha. point. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you can't just go serve papers with their dog out and like, yeah. Oh, he's sad. Uh, yeah. You're fucked. Everyone who's a cop would be a canine handler probably at that <laughs> yeah. point. Right. Like, right. Which would be really good for the dog trainers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Like, a lot of dogs out there. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, like dogs for, for our job, they're like worth their weight in gold, you know, mm. and it goes in spurts, especially in a small community. You know, it's not every day I get to use them. Um, I mm-hmm. wish it was that way. You know, if I, if the only thing I would maybe ever change and probably probably not at this point in my career but like when i was into it i would go to a bigger city where as a dog guy all you are is a dog guy you know you oh, go yeah. to dog calls all day long whether you're tracking sniffs i mean you name that would it be cool that'd be that'd be awesome yeah so I, since you love it so much and love working with your oh, dogs yeah. it's like man we're going to go catch some stuff every day every day <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like that would be probably the dream job if i ever had a yeah. if i would could redo it you know sure. if, I, if i ever I, I love what i do and and don't get me wrong there's some days where your dog it's a dog because it puked in your car for the second time the oh, shift yeah. and, or you again they're dogs so you run into everything and anything you go man some days i'm not paid enough to clean up this dog puke for the fourth time <laughs> <laughs> you know or i've had them i haven't had them I should knock on one on that. I don't think he's pooped in his kennel at work, but he's definitely pooped in the school hallway. Whoops. <laughs> when I was doing a school sniff. Yeah. That was like, oh, just man. Kick it in the locker. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know what you want to do with those. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was bad. Oh, that's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. That, but yeah, that would pros be. Pros and cons. It is. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more pros. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's cool. Now, I, cause I, saw, I saw some. Uh, so in the army, some of the MPs had, you know, dogs mm-hmm. and stuff too. And I did get to watch some of the dog training one time. I'm like, dude, if I could change my MOS, that's what I'd do. That'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah. Did you ever work with them a, like on deployments or anything? Um, not, no, not personally. Uh, I, I, I've seen, I've seen them out and about and the e, like EOD guys, the, the bomb sniffing dogs, yep. they had them, but we just didn't, they are our EOD guys didn't have one. Oh, and so. Because those guys are fucking badass. Oh man, that's like, nuts. You take my job for the most part for what I do with my dog, and then you do it with like what you did and the hair dog guy. Oh geez. yeah, that's how many lives. Mm. A are you saving? Like the gratification has to be great, but at the same time, the stress level, right? Because mm-hmm. if your dog's wrong and misses, that mm-hmm. could be detrimental to the the everyone, obviously, mm-hmm. right? So like that, I agree. Like if I ever did the military, I like to read a lot of military books with dogs. Um, oh yeah, but and like. um I'm going to draw a blank on top of his head. He's originally from Waterloo. He trains Navy SEAL dogs now. Mm. Um, he's a big podcaster too. You'd probably know him. I'll think of it. I know I will. He's wrote okay. multiple books, but I've listened to all of his books on Audible and stuff like that. Um, and he's it, a he's a Navy SEAL dog trainer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So he didn't run one, I don't believe, when he was in the SEALs, mm-hmm. um, but now he run, he trains them. And I don't know if he's contracted, like the main contract, because mm-hmm. that gets a little complicated. And I don't fully understand everything with him. Um, but 
Yeah, he. What kind of dogs do seals use? I, I mean, like mouths, mouths, and because yeah. they're all attack dogs, right? Yeah, mainly. I, yeah, I'm assuming they're all dual purpose. I'm sure. Oh you yeah, know? I mean, I, I don't know though. I don't know. They they could strictly be like a what we'd consider a patrol dog, which mm-hmm. is basically a bite dog. Yeah, you know? I've seen some freaking videos and stuff like of some seals or green berets going to like you know doing conducting raids. And yeah, like, jumping from like, those dogs go airborne, dude. Like parachuting out of fucking airplanes, they have so like little the, goggles on. They're like, "Let's go!" Woo! Yeah, <laughs> like you talk about, like the like. Okay, I'm sure it's just I'm going off books. I'm not prior military. You know that, sure. but you know you talk about like you have your military, right? Which is whatever percentage of the population, and mm-hmm. then you get start getting in like those strategic groups. Like it's the one percent. Oh yeah, the people who are in the special operations, right? It's, it's like so when you're infantry, it's like if you're in, in the military, I think it's like something like. 10 or 11% of the population okay. is m- prior military. Mm-hmm. So out of that 10 or 11%, when you're infantry, you're like the 1% of the 10%. 10%. And then when you're like Navy SEAL or SF or something like that, you're like, you're like the 0.5% of the 1%. 1%. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like the same way in the dog world, right? Like those okay. dogs that are working, like my dog couldn't have been a, a military dog for the SEALs, mm-hmm. right? This is what it is, yep. you know? And, Mitchell County, I was not taking it. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. they're like, "Hey, there's a few other people that could probably utilize this dog before Mitchell County could." Yes. Right? Like, it's not Alanbar Province, yeah. Iraq, you know, or whatever. I don't yeah. even know if that's a province or not. I just said it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's what we talk about. Like everyone, you know, the big thing now is people like Mal's. They kind of hit the media, and you know, a lot of people want him as personal dogs. And like, mm-hmm. oh, he could be a police dog. Well, statistically, probably not. Right? Mm-hmm. Say you have a dog that has a litter. I think if you're, it's like 15 or 20% of that litter can actually make it into the, the like the program and then however many mm. get washed from that. Right. So, you know, you're looking for, you know, specific drives in a dog, it, it, like on off switch, right? Yep. Like you need a dog that can, Hey, it's no longer time to be a man eater. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what that on off switch is completely different to handle the handler, right? Like me personally, I'd prefer a dog that doesn't bite me. Um, but I <laughs> yeah. know lots of handlers that their dogs have, you know, mm. cause they just, whatever, you know, accidents happen or it's in the wrong drive or it doesn't like the correction you gave it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just welcome to being a dog handler. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I'm a guy that, you know, with my dog, I did it last night. I get on the floor and I start wrestling around and he puts my arm in his mouth and he, you mm-hmm. know, bites on it, but he never has taken it that next step. Now I'd, there's been times like it, it doesn't feel great, but yeah. it's literally like, Hey, knock it off. And then he stops, you know, <laughs> thankfully that's how he is. Right. Like the joke of my wife told me one day he's going to take it too far. It's like, he will. And it's going to hurt me. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it ain't going to hurt him. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be completely on me, you know, yeah. but. Yeah, those seal dogs, man, are something else. I, I, I couldn't imagine their training. I, I, you know, I'm Dude. sure you're the same way with just Navy SEAL training, uh, you know. No, oh, yeah. Like what those dogs do and, and their abilities, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And and thank God for them. Yeah, you know, for real. Everyone, I feel better when a dog's in the room with me when I'm working. Yep. You know, I would imagine guys like doing their jobs feel the same way. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you're, I mean, if you're, I don't know. I guess when you're a cop and you're, you know, conducting a raid or something like that, and you have your dog with you. I'm, I don't know if you have or not, but I'm, have you ever taken your dog on a raid? Yeah, we started working more with. Like and do you s- call them raids or you call them searches? Probably. Yeah, search search may not, or, yeah. Maybe raids the wrong. Well, word. I mean, That's yeah, a, you can call them raid. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we call Cer- when you conduct a search warrant in or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like SOG teams started kind of utilizing dogs a little more. Okay. Um, 
not in the fact that we haven't stacked up with them. Mm -hmm. Um, that to me, that just takes a lot more training to be able to do that. Okay. We definitely use, use them to, um, to our advantage. Right. So say they say they kick the door in. Right. And then we're going to threaten the bring the dog in we'll bring the dog up and start getting mm. barking he he thinks you know he fully believes he's going in for a building search is what we train already mm-hmm. our building search is like hey we're on a burglary suspect and we believe him to be inside the building we're mm-hmm. gonna give him some announcements and send the dog and then go find him um oh, so scary. oh man i, 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 so I unfortunately yeah i haven't got the the closest i've been to a bike came off a chase but i haven't haven't found anyone in the building yet mm-hmm. but Dude, that sucks so bad. You're just sitting there hiding like, oh, you don't find me. And they send the dog and you're like, no, 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 no. And then yeah. it just rips you out from under the bed. Like, ah! My best. <laughs> Literal like, monster ripping you out from under tracking, the bed. Tracking people down, man. <laughs> like, something about that just, I mean, that's a, as about as a big as, adrenaline rush as I can get, right? Oh, it's, sure. Because it's just so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And you're literally just hanging on to a leash. Like, yep. you don't have a gun out. You don't even have a light, really. Like, your your job is to watch <laughs> fully, your dog. Fully and, trust. Yeah, and understand what he's doing, right? Yep. So, like, I tell guys, like, hey, he's not on odor. Okay, we're back on odor. We're moving. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's head popping, right? So, he starts head popping. And that's, like, we call it proximity alert. That's what my dog does. Every dog's different. But he starts head popping. I tell everyone, like, hey, we're close. Like, mm. this, he's no longer on the ground smelling him. Like, he's smelling him through the air. So, oh, I know shit. we're close. Well, then you're like, okay, where's the wind at? If it's on my back, because if oh, we're close and it's on my back, we got an issue, <laughs> right? Because he might be behind us. And uh-huh. I, I, I tracked down multiple people. Um, and, and for a little bit there, he was, uh, thankfully, my dog's a good tracking dog. Um, mm-hmm. And for a little bit, we're just finding guys. But the one I, I'll never forget, we're tracking this guy. And it, it's like early spring. So, like, there's some snow. And this guy's, I think he burglarized a house down in a, a county um, south of us in Floyd County. And takes off on foot on a stolen car. It's like half snow, half melted. So like you can see footprints, but they're smart. They're like, Hey, we're going to get a dog here. We're going to go try and find this guy. Well, mm-hmm. I worked that night and I think, I think they called me out like at seven in the morning. So a few hours of sleep, we show up, we start tracking and, and I can see he's on. Right. So it, with our dogs, it's not necessarily like footprint to footprint, right? Because he's going to pair that with like the wind. So, and I would say mm. like, so if you walk a line, I don't expect my dog to walk that line. I expect him to work maybe off the line, depending on the, where the wind's at. Okay. So he's kind of working off a little bit. Cause again, and how fast can we get there comes into play. Right. So I'm, I think by the time I get there, I'm probably like 45 minutes to an hour behind what this guy took off. So we get there and, and there's like a big ravine and I can see the footprints going into it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's like a, um, a big, it's like a like barbed wire and stuff, like an old pit, but you could see like a culvert down there. Well, I see the tracks down to the culvert. So what do I think? Right. Dumb, dumb guy on the end of the leash. I'm like, Oh, he's in that culvert. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's a big ravine. Right. And I start kind of going down and, and I kind of get down there while I can see the tracks back up. So I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, never mind. I ain't going to have him cross over barbed wire when I know I can put him right back onto the track. Mm-hmm. So I bring him back out and I put him on the track and I'm facing with my back to where kind of the track's going to lead. Cause I'm letting my dog get back on the odor and one of my cover guys. And he is a, he's a Floyd County deputy and I didn't know him very well, but he has a super deep voice kind of like yours. And all of a sudden I hear, show me your hands. I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. And it's behind me. Oh so shit. Like, uh, little yeah, butthole pucker. <laughs> and like I turn and I like this guy is just laying in logs, like frozen. Like obviously he has guns pointed at him now. Mm-hmm. And, and when we, we, and when we uh, handcuff people with dogs, we bring the dog right up to them. So like two feet from them. And mm-hmm. normally it's like kind of by their arms, 
head area. The mm-hmm. dog normally strain on the arm, so we want him being close. Is that like a almost like a scare tactic type situation? Yeah, it's basically or? like okay. or if they're armed, right? We're going it's an instant oh, thing, right? right so right I can send my dog right away and engage. Uh-huh. So I'm bringing him up on the collar, and and, and every dog handler is like, "Hey, my dog's barking because he's trained to bark." And then there's the, "Oh, he wants to eat this guy." <laughs> like, like this is cool, you yeah. know. And that one was one of them where my dog was just going ballistic, like wanted off the leash oh, and i was just like man. well and this guy's just frozen with fear uh and he like can't move and i'm i'm trying to talk to him like this right yelling and you know he's barking obviously and snarling but i'm just trying to tell the guy hey just roll over you need to show your hands and roll over and i probably <laughs> said like three or four times and finally another deputy just walks in and, and flips him over but this guy's just like petrified with fear because this dog you know is two feet from oh, just dude. japping just oh man just slobbering yeah it, it, it was oh, oh man that is it's so cool i mean it is just so cool so i've seen some videos online of uh you know criminals running and doing their they're they're taking off on a foot chase and stuff they get the dog and then he just releases the dog off the chain and that dog just takes off and the dude's like running he looks back he's like oh shit yeah. you know like in like one video he jumped in like a dumpster yep. and like closed it on something yeah. like, call the dog off call the dog yep. off dude that i <laughs> pointed my guns at people dude. they have no fear of me right and yep. you have a gun at them you bring a dog out and that thing has its own mind people oh, are like geez. no and, and i'm in the same way i don't want to get bit by your dog or anyone mm-hmm. else's dog right let alone one that's trained to do it right <laughs> right like that thing i mean most of us run shepherds or mouths or dutchies like they look scary too, oh, you know. Yeah. Like they got the pointy ears and they're you know, drooling and looking at you. They're strong. Yeah, they're fast. They're, big. they're loud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, it's like you get shot and then you're, I don't know, a few seconds and you're dead, and it's like, okay, not too bad. But getting chewed on, yeah, like being they, a chew toy for a yeah. dog, like no thanks. They're gonna kill you. It's just gonna hurt for a it's long hurt time. For a long time. <laughs> People always, they're like, oh, if I run from you, I'm probably faster. I'm like, yeah, you probably are, dude. But I'm pretty slow. My dog's pretty fast. So (laughs) it's going to take me a long time to get you once the dog's biting you. You know, you can run, dude. uh, Man, I'm slow, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take me a while to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I give the. Give the fat cop a, a dog. So yeah. Like, yeah, just let him, yeah. So, oh, sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just really tired right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ran a mile. Yeah. It takes me 10 minutes to run a mile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's. it's, that, would, it's dude, a, that would suck so bad. Oh, I can't man. think of it. I've been bitten by like, oh, like a lab before. And it's just like a little. I'm yep. Like, oh, fuck. That hurt. You know? Like, I can imagine just. Because when they. Because you were talking about it. When they're trained to like grab and then like inch yeah. closer and closer, so the closer you get to the back part back. of the jaw, yeah, it's dude. most powerful. Ugh. Yeah, that's gonna hurt so, so bad. And like our our dogs are trained, they're we call it typewriting. Like a, a young bite dog will like typewrite, so like move on the bite. Like mm-hmm. we we got to train them to bite and hang on, right? So we're trying to inflict the least amount of damage possible. Right? Oh. We don't want ten bites on you. We want one bite. You know, the the idea mm-hmm. behind a bite is. is it's not safe for officers. They could potentially get hurt. So we're going to send a dog in to subdue you. Right. Sure. So it's one bite and, and then full and calm. So we want them deep in their, in their mouths and we want them calm on the bite. Now that might mean when they're fighting, we don't want them calm, right? We want them mm-hmm. to keep fighting back. We don't want them to get whooped. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, we don't want them ripping and tearing either. So you don't want them shaking and stuff. Well, and that's, ripping. that's more like breed specific, like a Mal and a Dutchie. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they are like known for shaking 
And I don't know if that's just their their genetics or what, but like, yeah. yeah, they like grab on and they're rah, rah, nah, but they're also like sixty pounds. But you're gonna feel all sixty pounds. Or mm-hmm. you know, my shepherd, he's like eighty. He's probably a little over eighty pounds. Um, so he's not an overly huge shepherd, but he's big. Mm-hmm. Um, he like a shepherd likes to bring you down. He likes to bite and like kind of bring you back to his level. Mm. Um, he, normally, their their bite force is stronger. Like per square inch bite force, but they don't have the shaking, which can be just as bad. Mm-hmm. But even like when those dogs are shaking, they're not like releasing you. They're not like trying to rip you. They just have their mouths full of your arm mm-hmm. or leg or whatever. And they're just, yeah, it's, it's the down. rabbit squealing, man. It's, yep. it's just, just think of that the dog, your farm dog, it grabs the, whatever the raccoon, yeah. just whack, you know, just snaps its neck or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's just their genetics. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my, my mastiff, I killed, uh, probably like 10 woodchucks in my last place with, with him. He just hit him. And for some reason, he got a taste of blood one time with the woodchuck. He said, this is what I'm doing. Uh, he yeah. killed, he killed a bunch of them just by himself. And yeah. then, uh, like we, I had one, he had one tree. I didn't know fucking woodchucks could climb trees like that. Like, it was yeah. nuts. Like, he's, he treed this woodchuck. I'm like, Oh cool. So I went and shot it and it fell down and it was a big woodchuck. And he got that thing in his mouth and the, the sound it made when he grabbed it and started whipping it around is like hitting him in the side of the head. And he's like, go, 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 and drops it. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, imagine my arm being there. No. Like, that suck ass. So same thing with a woodchuck <laughs> at my place. My lab finds it, has it pinned and, and my lab's like the biggest wussy when it comes to like rodents or anything that fights back. Right. Mm. Um, he has his woodchuck pinned in my barn and not do anything. And he's like barking and barking and barking. Can't get him to come back. So finally I see it's a woodchuck. Well, I j- we just did an addition to our house. So I had none of my guns there. I just mm. like stopped over there. Um, then all my guns were or at my parents' place. So I was like, oh, how am I going to kill this thing, right? All of a sudden, Rev just walks over. And this thing's like trying to bite him, right? Rev just walks over, uh, my police dog here, and he just walks over. He grabs his thing just by like the chest. And it was exactly how we train him to bite someone. Mm-hmm. It's just one grip, and you could just see him get deeper and hard. And that thing just dies. Like, <laughs> he was like, oh, Jeez. I have a video on my phone. I was like, holy cow. Can you imagine if that's your arm? <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, oh, it's dead. <laughs> you like, just deflated this yeah, woodchuck. Literally, it's just like right on the rib cage and just, <laughs> he doesn't bark. He didn't even bark to go get it. He just like walks past my lab, grabs the thing, brings it out and just sits there. Just a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's, that's crazy. That's pretty brutal. That's yeah, almost more brutal than yeah. like freaking out on it. You know? Oh man, I just couldn't believe it. In my lab, I think I bit by it before it was dead. Like tried to bite on it too, and like it bit him. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I like, could do it too. Yeah, I was like, no, you're good at finding birds, dog, and you're really good at that. But yeah, don't don't step out of line though. You yeah. know, know your place, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know you're not the alpha at home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool though that you can have two different dogs for two different tasks and they, they just are cool with each other. That's, yeah. That's nice. It, it, my, nice. my shepherd's probably even more attached to my lab than my lab is to my shepherd. Oh, okay. like if I, in part of it, like my shepherd goes to work every day with me. So he, not separation anxiety. Cause he relaxes once I leave, but like he wants to go mm-hmm. or my lab doesn't have that. But like when I get home, if I have my lab in the outside kennel, my shepherd will literally get out and go check to see if he's there or not before he goes oh, really? to the house. Yeah. That's Every cool. day. And it could be in the middle of winter. Like he's just going to make sure he's not there. And then mm-hmm. the first thing he goes in and like kind of checks up on him, and, and that is what it is. But yeah, they get along great. I'm very fortunate with that. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Cause I'll probably end up retiring. Um, my current dog, I, 
he he does have some back issues. Mm. So once he can't do the job, he'll get retired and he just becomes our dog. I was just going to ask that. So yeah. after they retire, then it's just like, yeah, they're, they're yours. Out. Yep. And okay. he just lives the life, but I'll probably end up going to another one. Hopefully he doesn't pass away shortly after retirement. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to another one. So that might be a little interesting. Cause I think you'll have a lot more of the, mm. could have the dominant effect depending on, you know, like male or female with the next one or mm-hmm. just, and more than likely being a police dog, a lot of them are kind of alphas, whether they're male or female, but mm-hmm. they sometimes get along with the opposite sex a little better. I was just, yeah, I kind of wondered about that. Like if it's two males, it might be a little different, but if right. you get a female in the mix, it's like, nah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Are they fixed when you get them? Are they? Uh, nope. No, that's like, again, that's like dog dependent. So uh, my shepherd's not fixed. He's okay. nuts, but never mm-hmm. was an issue. Um, it's actually probably more common for the females to get spayed just because when they do hit their cycles, sometimes they can lose that drive. So, mm. you know, you got that twice a year time frame mm-hmm. and no one wants blood all over their car. Or, yeah. Right. It gets pretty wild when, with female dogs. Yeah. And like training, spayed. dude, like we've had people show up with their like non-fixed females which oh, can ruin the whole training day oh, because like all the intact males, they have one thing on their yeah. mind. Right. Like, so, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, the females, mm-hmm. if that's the case, you're like, all right, you're going last and we can't use this building again yeah. after you go because literally every dog will just be licking on the floor over blood. And it's just, yeah. It's sniffing or pit. Yeah. It's a well, long. I guess it makes sense. Though, imagine trying to like work and train and you're just, you know, constantly being taunted by like a naked like a super hot naked yeah, chick right like you know it's like, or your oh, wife gosh. your wife's just like yeah. hey uh, you know yeah so. like i can't get any work done like if i'm sitting at home working and then you know it's like huh, now my mind has changed yeah exactly <laughs> i am no longer worried about what i have to do for work <laughs> right yeah <laughs> one track mind i mean they call or text us enough let alone <laughs> yeah. let alone do any of that stuff right but no it's just it, that would be hard I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, dogs and animals and stuff are... It's nature, man. Dude, yeah, yeah, you can't you calm know. off that. No, <laughs> you no yeah, you it. can train a dog ever. If you can get your dog to, to ignore... If it's an intact male and ignores a female in heat, good for you. <sighs> My dog won't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good dog, though. Yeah. yeah. I was fortunate to get a good one. He taught me a lot, you know, getting into it, you know, and mm-hmm. not knowing... Obviously, I've had dogs, but I've always said I had dogs, but I never had dogs like this. Right. You know, with that drive and that their abilities. And mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's just. What is the general working life expectancy of a of a working dog? You know, like when we get them where they're probably not worked as as hard as like some of the big cities. Our, our goal mm-hmm. was always 10. You get them the age 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think the last one made it till 10. Our first canine department made it till 10 and she retired and she lived till like 14. Who had uh, that one? Hallback. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Did he um, just not want to do it again? No, he did, but he knew he was going the days. Oh. So once he knew he was going the full-time days, he kind of, he knew I was interested in it and wanted yeah. to do it. So It's more of a nighttime cop thing. Yeah. It just, I mean, you go to everything, you know, I've had. Yeah crazy calls on day shift, but yeah, majority of time, like I say, for like the probably the narcotic side, it's normally used for a night shift or mm-hmm. second shift is what I work. But I was going to say, so your, your shift, cause you, are you in the, the rotating shift? Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds it, like not very enjoyable. It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Work wise. Like I would say like family life, it's nice to work day shift, but as mm-hmm. far as like 
the work you do as a cop, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of days on a day shift where I'm, I don't feel like a cop, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> the calls he gets a lot of civil disputes and it's mm-hmm. like neighbor mad at this neighbor or you name it yeah. at it you know where the night it seems like even if you're not getting the calls you can get in the stuff you know you can find a lot more crime going on and it's like crime mm-hmm. you know it's not i mean you still have it but it's not normally nancy's mad at the fence height um, right like I, I jokingly always say like the burning leaves one you know we have all these small towns it's like oh so-and-so is burning leaves like, <laughs> okay cool yeah i yeah yeah. It can be hard to sympathize with people who are mad at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just- Yeah. I had a deputy uh well, actually at our last place we had we started a, a fairly large fire <laughs> and a lot of people stopped by like uh-huh. on the road and I'm like, ah, just keep going, we're good. And I had a, I had a few beers and I was watching it, you know, and then next thing you know, a deputy pulls in, I'm like, dang it, what the hell? He's like, Yeah. Just want to make sure this fire was actually supposed to be going. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, we're good. He's like, next time maybe call oh, it in if it's going to be that big. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. You know, like growing <laughs> up, like I say, I'm from the county. We never called in when we did stuff, you no. know? And then I like became the cop and it was like, yep. I tell my brothers like, hey, you burn that pile. I'll call it in. You'll be good. That way you don't have a million people calling. Yep. It is kind of a, you know, we're in a good community. Everyone wants to look out for each other. Yep. And, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of black smoke coming out. And then you mm-hmm. pull up and it's like the log pilot's been sitting there for 10 years that they're like had a bonfire, yeah. you know, and yep. it's really common, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a great place to live, but yeah, everyone wants to know your business. Too, yeah. You know, I and love, then I they love call living us. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love living here. I love living in a small town, like raising the, you know, a family in a small town. It's, you can't really beat it, but yeah. There is a lot of curiosity going around in yeah. small towns. Like everyone knows you, which is great. And everyone generally is pretty caring to their neighbor, which mm-hmm. is great. But it's like, I, sometimes it's nice life. to, yeah, sometimes it's nice to just be unknown yeah. in certain instances. Like oh, in, a, I, in a big city, it's like you go to the store and you don't really need to talk to anyone nope. if you don't want to. Yeah. You go to the store in Osage, it's like, you're going to talk to at least two, three, four people on the yep. way there. And it's just like, dang, dude, I just kind of want to get my ice Stuff cream and go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or ah, they see me eating ice cream again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like, yeah, being a cop in a small town, it's great. Like, I love it for raising my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be slow at nights for work, which is a mm-hmm. good thing, you know, yeah. for the community. It's a great thing. Um, but for a young driven cop, sometimes it's like, man, could something just happen right you know i was no one needs to die but yeah something crazy happened you it'd know kind of cool yeah. you know something yeah. something a little off the wall happened it'd be yeah. it'd be a nice change of pace yeah <laughs> right know? and then uh, when you're off duty you're the cop still you know that's like yeah. the one downfall when i got into yep. this you know i was 22 so you grew up fast because you couldn't oh yeah up. you were 22 yeah Jeez. yeah you yeah, cause isn't, isn't the age limit 21 to be a deputy, uh, eighteen with the GED. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was twenty-one for deputies. For some no, reason. we had a nineteen-year-old in our academy class. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, you know, and that's still young, though. Yeah. I mean, oh man, and it was fine. Not that I, I just always, you know, when I was the typical college kid, I came back to our local bars, and you know, once mm-hmm. kind of became a cop, that kind of quit around yeah. here. You just you run into people you run into at work, and it's not as fun, right? Um, not that there's anything wrong with the people who do it. It's just, 
I would rather not have those interactions, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I, t- I talked to Ashley, too, before she became a cop. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to be some changes. And it's like, like well, going to bars and stuff. It's like, granted, we never really did that anyways. So I was yeah. like, that's not really that big of a life change. Like, I enjoy just drinking at home or yeah. like at a friend's house. friend's house. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I enjoy doing anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I could definitely see how that'd be a struggle. Like, if you're... A cop, like you can't go out to the bars and get drunk. Yeah. And I was 22 you know, and single at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I gotta well, you know. Yeah, I went to other states, it worked out better for me, but yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah it, that's like honestly, like you know, how many times I can imagine people when I started, like, you're telling me what to do, you're 22, and I'm mm-hmm. say you're 40, you know, but really, I never had like a lot of those moments, you know, I had. The typical, I think any cop has, but not like the, okay, young buck, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like it didn't sure. have that. Everyone's pretty pro law enforcement or respects yeah. what we do. So at least to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they might not like what I'm telling them, but they're also not going to blab about my age or whatever. Plus right. I was bald when I was 23. So that made the people <laughs> just thought I was older than I really was. Right. You know? Well, and you're fucking six, three, two yeah. It's like that kind of yeah. helps you. Then you so. put a dog in the back of the car that yeah. barks and that really, really changed people's <laughs> attitude. You know? Everyone joked, you know, I do jujitsu. They're like, Oh, oh yeah. But people don't fight you. I was like, well, it's not necessarily me. It's just because I wear a badge. It says canine. And then a dog, that barks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not wearing my gi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people would probably want to fight fight me like hey i take down the big guy that's yeah. what i want to do right and then strike like, him first while i'm fresh yeah <laughs> and, oh he has a button on his belt that pops a dog out no thank you <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing jujitsu uh, for then i think i'm coming up on two years since i started so i got into it with the group in st ansker first of all the guys who uh started going to mason and tsunami flow um mm-hmm. and he's actually now my going to be brother-in-law who had the group um in St. Ansker. So he they started going to Mason and then they were rolling like once or twice a week in St. Ansker and mm-hmm. I talked to him I think like yeah, I think it was like two years ago in the fall and just said, Hey, I'm interested in this for work really is why I want to get into it. Um never wrestled. So I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, in our community, wrestling is a pretty big thing around Osage. It's like the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I should probably know a little bit about how to control people on the ground um, yes. and not be at that disadvantage. Um, right. Not that, you know, every big guy's like, Oh, I could take him. But I came to realization quickly, like this Dude, isn't a game. It'll um, humble you quick. Oh man. And then I got to jujitsu and mm-hmm. yeah, when you have, the 140 pound electrician who just whoops you for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You get humbled really quickly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been going to tsunami for, I think it'll be two years now um, in January. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, I can't make every class. Um, well, yeah. With your work schedule and life and family and everything else. But. Yeah. It just, I, I, I love it though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I always say like I'm a once a week, for sure normally falls mm-hmm. a little slow for me for making it over there you know it is you know for me we farm so i got harvest and and then we do some strip tilling for custom work so i get pretty busy in the fall and then you throw hunting on top of which is my favorite <laughs> hobby you know so it kind of gets on the back burner but like i just started going again over to mason um last week and mm-hmm. i went tuesday they've been doing some morning classes um so some are night shift cops who are oh. part of it so that worked really well That's for cool. me yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a smaller group you know because most people are working during the day mm-hmm. but 
it's still, you still get to go out and, and feel the strength of another full grown man or, or even the women, you know, they'll, they have no problem oh, yeah. open. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. it's, just, it's just, I don't know. It's a really fun hobby, but you know, I got into it for the, from the job, you know, mm-hmm. I, I felt like for, for me on the, and the situations I ran into at work, like I could hit someone hard and it just looks really bad. Right. No sure. matter if it's justified or not, like no one, I shouldn't say no one, but the general public doesn't want to see us punching people if we don't have to right. or, or just for compliance. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of led me into it. And I think it kind of gave me um, an outlet for controlling people better. For sure. You know? I mean, obviously everyone's seen the the videos, you know, of cops beating the fuck out of someone and right. it looks really bad. And yeah. Then, you know, or even ins- tasing them too. Yeah, right. Cause anything. they ain't in a pleasant state. You no. Know? Yeah. So like learn jujitsu, especially like, I feel like that's gotta help a lot with like compliance where you can get them in a, you know, a certain hole. You just knowing yeah. which ways the body probably shouldn't bend. Yeah. You know, it's like, right. and it looks way better on like if someone's recording you and yep. you're just holding them and they're like, you know that they're in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. but in a video, it's like, well, it doesn't look that bad. But when you're sitting there, like just douche, douche, right. douche, and they're not listening because getting punched in the face is a lot different than like feeling your arms about to break. Yeah. It's a way different. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, a lot of our people, or I shouldn't say a lot of our people, but like they're, they're drunk. Right. So are mm. they even feeling the first few punches? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. And do you really want to knock them out? Like, yeah, sure. As a man, a lot of people are like, Oh, I knocked him out. You yeah. Know, really badass. But yep. ideally it's like, Hey, my job is just to make is to well, arrest them if they need to rest it or, mm-hmm. you know, maintain the peace. Right. That's my job. Mm-hmm. So if I can handle someone, um, it looks better, but it's safer for me. And, and, potentially could save my life someday. Like I'll continue mm-hmm. to keep going over there. And um, contrary to popular belief, cops aren't trying to go out and kill people. Yeah. They just believe it or not. Yeah. You we know, would so. rather not do that. That would be our goal every single day. Yeah. Um, but don't make us decide between us right. or you, yeah. right? Like I just, yeah, it's yeah. a crazy world we have, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, I don't know. It, it is crazy. And it's like, you know, a lot of the videos too, what really doesn't get shown a lot, obviously people like to cherry pick parts of videos and make, mm-hmm. you know, make cops look worse than they, maybe they were, or maybe they make it look like it's more unjustified than it is. Mm-hmm. But what they really don't see is the, the past week, you know, what did that cop see the day before mm-hmm. the week before the year before, you know, it's like yeah. how many interactions did that cop have with that person? You know, how, you know, you get to know people in your community and you know who, generally kind of who's shit bags and who's not, you know? So you, how many run-ins has that per, has that cop had with that person? How, like what has he seen beforehand? Like why was he so juiced up and yeah. so ready to rock like so quickly? It's mm-hmm. like, well, judging by the area that they, they're in, it's like you don't see all of that. And right. then you just see like the small, you know, a couple minutes of um, whatever. It's, it's, nice when you can pick when it starts right you didn't see mm-hmm. the first punch like the cop got thrown at right and i'm not saying all all the cop videos are right. are pro cop like i definitely think cops make mistakes right absolutely and i definitely think we're all not the best but i think that's very few mm-hmm. you know i don't think i think the majority especially when we talk about around around here mm-hmm. you know like all the cops i know are good guys like i'm not saying that i'm, I'm not the the jerk i've definitely been mm-hmm. the jerk i'm not trying to be the jerk but yeah, we just picked dead bodies up like mm-hmm. an hour ago, and now I got to deal with you, who's beating your wife. Like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. my attitude towards you or my tolerance towards you is probably very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know anyone 
that's going out there and blatantly trying to hurt people or, mm-hmm. or be the jerk on purpose. Cause I can, cause I'm wearing the badge, mm-hmm. you know, that it, right. we have good people. And, uh, you know, when you get outside of, of work, especially in a small community, you know, how many people knew me prior to being a cop and you become the cop. And I have buddies tell me this, like, Oh, I just feel so weird. Whatever. Drinking a beer with you. It's like, well, <laughs> we had no problem when we were kids. <laughs> we should have been, you know, like stuff like that. Like, and then it's like, well, well, why do you, well, you're a cop now. Yeah, I'm a cop, I guess. Well, I'm still a human, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm no different. Like, still all like of that, us are. Still like that fun. Yeah, like, come on, dude. exactly. <laughs> you know, but you you get that a lot in the small, mm-hmm. small community. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's the worst thing in the world. And I'm glad you respect my job for me, but. I probably don't need to hear your cop jokes every day. <laughs> Either walking the Casey's, oh, I didn't do it. Or, He's here for you, right? Like every oh, yeah, cop dude. is the same thing. And I, I joked when I met with my warrant. wife. Yeah, yeah. When, when I met my wife, like I told her, I was like, I will have be the only person when I was like getting introduced to her friends. And then, but it was like friends of friends introduced me to, right? So, mm-hmm. or like her brother to his friends, right? It's the only occupation I know that my name is attached to my job title mm-hmm. when getting introduced. It's never, Hey, this is Jackson. Hey, this is Jackson. He's a cop <laughs> always. And it, that that's the thing that drives me insane. <laughs> like her brother did it when I met some of his buddies, like it wasn't 10 seconds. Like, you know, they probably don't care what I do in Iowa. We're in South Dakota. Right. They do not care what yeah. I do. Not my jurisdiction. Yeah. I just, <laughs> and I, yep. I can have fun too, believe yep. it or not. So, yeah. That's, that's probably one. I was joked. Of, I, I got one buddy of when we were, when we were younger, we used to go to like Cedar Falls and stuff to, mm-hmm. to go down to the bars and he would notoriously <laughs> always, he would get so drunk and then he'd be like, Hey, he's a cop. Right. Like yeah. notor- every time it. <laughs> it's just like, dude, what if I just started yelling like, Hey, he works in it. Yeah. Right. It just sounds dumb. Right. He's like, Oh yeah, that does uh, sound dumb. Like touche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no one cares, man. Like that. Even if they cared, they don't care right now. We're at a bar having right. fun. Like they don't. You like, know. All right, Buzzkill. Jeez, yeah. like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't look like a cop. I was still like, I'm not a cop. I'm a farmer. Right. And like I look like it, so they're like, oh yeah, yeah, he is. You know, especially about <laughs> a few days scruff and stuff like uh-huh. that. Or, yeah, just notorious <laughs> for my name and my occupation, man. That's true. I never even really thought about that. That would be. <laughs> a pretty big, uh, I guess, I don't know, not life change, but like, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. There's one annoying. thing to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Annoying. It's like one thing I never really even thought of. It's like, yeah, this is Jackson. He's a cop. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I was your friend, but <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Hey, I'm a million other things. I yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm a cop. Right. And, and for sure. You know, I we, think it's because probably because when you're a cop, you're a cop 24 seven, mm-hmm. you're expected to be that way. You're yeah. expected to conduct yourself in a certain way at all times. Yeah. So it's maybe that's part of it too. And I'm sure it is right. Or yeah. uh, like the joke is like, well, were you going to do something that you weren't going to do except a cop's here now? <laughs> like, mm, yeah, true. Like, were you guys going to do, start doing cocaine? Yeah. Like, right, <laughs> you know, like bust out the drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. At that point, then maybe you should know I'm a cop, right? <laughs> like, I do want you to know that, but like the guys I hang out with, like, yeah, they didn't ever do anything crazy that mm-hmm. no one else did. You know, right. obviously once they're drinking, it was like allowed them obnoxious, like every other person in America that drinks and it was loud and obnoxious. <laughs> right. And I was like, that's one thing to say is 
Yeah, if I'm not drinking as a cop, I don't like dealing with drunk people. But I don't know many people who do when they're not drinking. Yeah, being sober around a bunch of drunk people sucks. Sucks. For yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it sucks. Just, as a cop, you're like, man, this is not how I want to spend my free time. Like, oh, yeah. I do this at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not paying me to drive you around today. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Just it's, it does the suck. little things. People are just... It's just it's almost like you start talking a different language when you get so drunk and you're talking to someone else that's like really drunk and you're just like, I know what you're saying. But then you have the sober dude next to you. like, you guys are dumb, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys don't know what you guys are saying, you right? You start yeah. recording. I'm like, I'm going to make you listen to this tomorrow yeah, exactly. because it's not going to make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Alcohol. We should. Prohibition. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Start prohibition again. Yeah. yeah. I need to make some money. I'm become bootlegger again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's that's the real America. I don't think dogs smell booze, so you should be good. <laughs> yeah. Well you you they should be able to train oh, them I'm on sure that, right? You can train them on it's just they know it's legal, so it's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're all for it. Yeah. But um I don't know, man. We've been we're a little over two hours now. Crazy. Yeah. It kind of flies by a little yeah, bit, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. yeah. I do want to say thank you for coming on because, uh, and thank you for being an easy talker. Sometimes I get certain people on, it's like kind of pulling teeth. When you put a microphone in front of them, they're just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know? <laughs> it's like, dude, like I, it's cool. Like we were just having a good conversation before yeah, was- I hit record. Now it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this thing's on. <laughs> oh, I bitch. thought this was a practice round. Yeah, no, right. it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It was, uh, I remember when Ashley asked me, I was like, yeah, I don't think my life's that interesting, but I'd be glad to come talk. Oh yeah. You know? It is interesting because a lot of people don't get like the behind the scenes of, especially cops. Thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, um, after I had Justin on and Ashley a few times, I get a lot. That's probably my most requested thing. It's like, Hey, get more cops on. That was really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really get to peel back the curtain on cops a whole lot, so it's kind of yeah, nice when they, you get to you put up walls a lot. You know, it's pretty common. Like, our, mm-hmm. and you know this because you're part of the friend group. <laughs> like, yeah. we have a tight friend mm-hmm. group. Like, it's just not. We don't trust a lot of people, and it's not that we think everyone's bad, but we do think everyone's bad or yeah. something's against us. And um, and I don't know. I, when I thought about, it, I was like, man, you know, like when I I listened to the podcast, you know, episodes, and I. Told her, like, man, I'm I'm a gun guy, but I'm a gun guy like I like guns. Like I'm not a mm. gun guy where you could, you know, get into triggers and rounds. Yeah. And like, that is not me. Is like, but I joke and told her like I like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I like hunting. You know, yeah. I like all that stuff. So, that was no, that's was, a really interesting thing. It's like I you know, I don't know. I've never the dog thing was uh, was really interesting. Cause, uh, yeah. It's they're cool. They and are. when you talk to like a handler and stuff that really knows their dog. And it's like, that's a really cool, I, like behind the scenes of what it's like being a dog handler yeah. too. Like I, I have a dog, but mm-hmm. she's a, she's my, she's my baby girl. You yeah. Know? She, right. she wouldn't hurt yeah, How anybody. many Americans do like, yeah. I mean, we do so many presentations, man, mm-hmm. for the dog and, and, uh, I kind of tell everyone like, it's hard to explain, but like, there's nothing much different from this dog to your dog. Yes. Obviously right. the job's different, but, the, the same feelings you have towards mm-hmm. your dog, I have towards my dog. Like, yeah. I don't want anyone to hurt my dog, right? I don't want, I don't want anyone to hurt your dog. Like right. everyone loves dog. Every, no one watches <laughs> the movie where the dog dies, right? No, Not, like, nothing makes me more mad when you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like Old Yeller too. Like, do you remember oh, anything about Old Yeller? Yeah. The only thing I remember is dog the dog dies. dying for rabies. 
Yes. <laughs> the rest of the movie, though, I couldn't quote it. I just know the dog getting shot because that rabies. Like, God bless it. Man, my, it wasn't that long ago. My wife made me watch a movie on Netflix, and I wish I could remember the name of it. I don't. Any. All I know is I was so mad because obviously my dog is getting a little older. You know, I mm-hmm. talked about like retirement for the next dog. Like, that's a sad step in any canine handler's yeah. life. Like, the realization, like, hey, my dog is not getting younger, and he's probably getting out of his prime. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I have that conflict. Like. Can he work or can he not work? Can mm-hmm. I should I just retire him for the benefit of the department or do I not retire him for the benefit of me to keep working him? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And in this movie, the dog gets old and dies, which is so sad. So and I was like so mad at her. I was like, why, why did you make me watch this? Why did you do this? Yeah, no, I'm pissed because I watched this. I won't sleep because all I thought about that night was both my dogs are getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, she says, oh man. Or her, her comment, she'll say like, oh man, Rev, look, get a little gray on the muzzles. Like, what? Why? <laughs> keep those comments to yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can bash on me all you want. Mm-hmm. Being old, being fat, I'm already bald, so whatever. But <laughs> don't bash on my dogs. Yeah, man. Leave Rev alone, yeah, dude. Just, Come on, those are my, those are my dogs. That's probably know? what makes the like John Wick so special. Yeah, it's a revenge movie about his dog. dog basically, it's like, yeah. dude. Then you're like the whole time, like, get him, John, get him. Yeah. He killed your dog, dude. Yeah. No mercy. (laughs) Those fucking cowards, dude. Kill them all. It's funny. (laughs) But, no, dude, I really do appreciate you coming on, and we'll have to do this again sometime. This has been a really good time. get, like, a round table and get a bunch of cops. I was telling Ashley that sometime. Like, we need to get, like, you and Justin and... Luke, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he, I, he likes. Chuck, he'll, Chuck he'll talk. Be, Chuck would be a talker. <laughs> yeah, he could, Chuck. He could give some stories. Yeah. That like one thing I'll say too. Like every cop, everyone always says it. When you start a career, you should start writing down your stories, right? Oh yeah, because every cop has some crazy stories, and mm-hmm. you know you get into a crowd, and if you if you're you know, sometimes it's harder to open up to everyone, but every now and then you kind of get on a roll about some of the bad stuff you see or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mine is a lot more of the crazy stuff with the dog and the calls and the stories, mm-hmm. but every single one has stories mm-hmm. and every single one's different. Yeah. You know, we definitely need to get a round table and just do cop stories. Yeah. That'd be sweet. It, that'd be a good time. That'd be people want to know. That's why there's like five different cop shows, right? That's why oh, yeah. there's so many cop shows and they're, they've been successful, man, because mm-hmm. Like how many people I run into, like a lot of my supporters for the canine fund that's publicly donated, all of them talk about watching cops and watching the dog. Like oh, they yeah. all talk about that. That's their favorite part, that is right? the best part. So like, yeah, you, you get the, when you're the, you're the dog handler in a small community, like you get everyone's dog story, uh-huh. which is, which is fine. Cause I love dog and I love hearing about other people's dogs, but it's, it's like notorious, like. Oh, this is what my dog did. Yep. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad you have a, a great dog. And then yeah. you're super happy with your dog. You know, it's just the My dog is better, thing. though. Yeah. No, no, I don't think I'm that. Just, no. I'm just a little bit, though. <laughs> Technically, it's Mitchell County Sheriff's Office dog. I just get oh, the handle. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the best part about, like, because I grew up watching cops. Yeah. Like the old cop show, you know? The best part was when they're like, release the dog. I'm like, I'm sitting there as a kid. I'm like, release the uh, dog. Do it. Release him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to rule. It is, dude. It, uh, you know, we get riders in our cars, and oh, a lot of them request the ride with the dog because they want to see something with the dog, which oh, yeah. a couple times it's happened, and it wasn't anything super crazy. It was like a dog or a sniff, and we found some drugs, which is great, right? The whole reason we have the dog, find drugs. And then, um, but like if if I get a rider and they get in my car in the first ten minutes, they don't ask me anything about the dog that's sitting right behind me. 
it's going to be a long night. Oh, and yeah. it, or I'll make it really short because you're getting there about <laughs> an hour and a half max and then you're back out of your car, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just like, hey, you're not interested in that. Like you just want to ride with a cop like <laughs> to see. I don't know. We have some cool toys and gadgets, but man, it just, I'm not that interested in having to someone sit in silence with me for an hour and a half. Like oh, I can do yeah. that by myself, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I get paid the same amount either way. So yep. might as well not have to worry about you. But, yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. But yeah. Okay. Once again, we <laughs> old Midwestern goodbye kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have to get a bunch of get a bunch of you know, at least a couple of people in here and do I think the cop stories that'd be a fun one. Yeah, so that'd be cool. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky pursuing wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.